Llama. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 14th of October, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Get married in a tower. And Robert Kemp. And maybe Sight. A llama. Maybe Sight. And maybe look at it with your eyes. Maybe Sight a llama, yeah. From the tower? From the tower, yeah. Actually, was that... Oh, no, that was, it also had bungee weddings, right? Oh, was that... It was llama sightings, bungee, bungee weddings. weddings. <laughs> Not bungeeing llamas. Not llama weddings. What was the building? Was it like the town hall or something? No, it was or? the fake Sears no. Tower. Oh, okay. Whatever that now was called Willis in the game. <laughs> Do you know it's called the Willis Tower now? Not like the Willis Building in Ipswich. So it's like but it's not really a t- building in. But it's not really a tower, is it? It's like it's like four it's floors. Building in North Wait, no, Mary, hang on. Isn't it? No, I don't mean the Sears Tower. Do I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Wait, no. The what I get? No, the building in Sears is more like the Space Needle. <laughs> oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that sounds right. That, that does sound right. Is it the CN Tower is the one in Toronto and the Space Needle is the one in Seattle? Seattle They're sort of yeah. similar looking, aren't they? I don't know. Pretty similar. CN Tower's probably a lot bigger. Yeah. I'm just thinking of a tall tower with like a dish flare out. Yeah, yeah, dish bit yeah. where you hang out in. Um, also seen in World in Conflict. <laughs> because I guess that game takes place literally in the, at that place. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a fake one. That's the real in one. Seattle. Yeah. That's the real Space Needle. So. Yeah, absolutely. Stick some infantry in it and fortify that shit. <laughs> and then watch as it immediately blows up because that's what happens whenever you put infantry in a building. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get up there pretty quick, though. I'm sure they're not in the top part, <laughs> although that would be way more useful. Or maybe if you fortify a sniper not. in there because those have special... Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think there are certain build. I don't know if it's actually a specific thing, but I think that, like, it happens in the, sto- in the story of that game where, like, there's a sniper in a, like, an actual, like... I guess it's sort of like an industrial chimney stack. And, and that gives like that sniper a really good view, but I'm not sure whether that ever comes up anywhere for real. Like, right, yeah. Whether that's actually a bonus of tall buildings in that game to give snipers better angles. Hmm. Hey, we got that. We got that good quick this time. Yep. Podcast about video games. Because <laughs> you talked about llamas, you can't not talk about SimCity if you're talking about llamas. Has there, been, has there ever been a game with a heavenly llama though? Probably. <laughs> I mean, Llamatron. Yeah, Llamatron right? basically might as well be heavenly llamas. I don't, I don't know. They're just laser spitting llamas. They're rapturing goddamn everything in that game. <laughs> All those people. And then you wow <laughs> into whatever the hell comes next. Uh, <laughs> I actually played Robotron this weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so even more llamas happen. Not the knockoff. Not, no, not, not the, the Jeff Mint. Which, 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 yeah, Llamatron was a Jeff Minter joint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a conscious uh, copy of clone of Robotron. Yeah. And a, good, and a good one. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it makes it superior if it's got llamas. Yeah. And throwing some bonkers sound effects and, you know, toilet rolls and you're onto a winner. And uh, Does the, llamas have acidic spit, right? That is a thing, defensive uh, thing, right? I don't know is if it's true? acidic, really. It's probably just full of a whole shit ton of gross bacteria that you don't want anywhere on you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> It's not like you brush that through your hair and then your hair's going to be super shiny in the morning. You know, it's... Well, maybe it would, yeah. actually. Maybe the bacteria would, like, burn some rubbish off the surface of it. Or maybe the bacteria are shiny. <laughs> Just 
coat your hair in bacteria. <laughs> what have you, I'm, I'm, I'm really ill. What have you caught? I've caught the shines. <laughs> That's some kind of female hospital disease. <laughs> yeah. I've caught so much shines. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? How's Zach doing? More, yeah. more the point. Foot, uh, foot update. Still marginal fat foot going on. <laughs> the problem. <laughs> fat foot. But apart from that, probably not any diseases. The antibiotics probably were not. done, and then there was it's like when you when the antibiotics were coming to the end, and my foot was still horrible, pretty badly swollen, and I was just like, "So did we actually kill the disease or not?" So we're about to find out, and then it was fine. And then it was fine. <laughs> The disease didn't come back immediately, which was, would have been the problem. The disease. Did they tell you exactly what it was in the end? Or well, no. I mean, it's an unknown infection. Yes, it's just an infection that gets into your tissues, and that's that's all that that disease name means. Mm. Who knows what specific bacteria it was? Mm. I don't expect they even do know that. What they probably know is like what they know what version of penicillin they poured on it that killed it, and that's all they that's, that's probably all they, all they know. Yeah, yeah, there's probably no more subtlety required. No, good, good, <laughs> maybe good, still very annoying, mm. still having to, well, currently still not wearing my normal shoes, still. Even though I probably could have got away with it today, but I still don't want to like put any extra compression on it while sure. it's still <laughs> a bit fucked. Squeeze on that bacteria. Mm. Give it the squeeze. I don't know why it's taking so long. That's the annoying part. And I don't know why it's the foot as well. Like the 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 foot was not the part that was infected. The leg was the part that was infected. Oh, right. And then like the swelling went from my leg into the foot, but not like the actual infection went into my foot <laughs> for oh. some reason. Yeah, I guess that must be like some like tissue cavity, like just the cavity, or perhaps there's like some segmentation or like or, or some something of the or like maybe when the when the leg got swollen because that contained more blood it just put more downwards pressure on the foot as well so oh, the swelling maybe. progressed yeah. downwards naturally mm. even though I was lying in bed most of that time <laughs> yeah is that one of the reasons they tell you to put your feet up to like try to let it sort of go back up they never did tell me to put my feet up but you know yeah. you're in a hospital yeah. bed so you don't really have much choice yeah, yeah. <laughs> and generally that's the advice of anything that's sort of like in your foot right is to sure. elevate it well, I mean, it depends whether you want more or less circulation. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe you don't want to elevate it. Elevate down tootsies. So you're off your, like, uh, food regime. Yep. And, and sleeping schedule's regime. back to normal. Well, kind of. So I just keep waking up. <laughs> it's like I got used to it, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I don't keep waking up at, the, at that time or anything. It's not like I've ridiculously got very precisely used to that mm. where I'd wake up at like exactly four o'clock or anything I just wake up early too early mm. <laughs> wait too early but, but it doesn't seem to have like I'm not feeling especially tired well maybe today <laughs> oh I'm shattered <laughs> because we, we went to EGX and also, to hell with you, London. 
Well, I mean, that's the natural reaction to London. Tyndall's and to Hellwood. I don't think I don't think that place counts as London. Well, the XL Centre, like yeah, just this weird like bubble. Like, is is it like some sort of embassy in the middle? Well, it's in the middle of nowhere. That's why there's so much space to build it, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but getting there's only like one good route in and out, which was the problem we ran into last night. It took what should be a one and a half hour drive, uh, like I don't know, perhaps escalate that to two hours for for you know London under normal conditions. Took nearly four hours. Ugh. If you get unlucky in London, you get really unlucky. We were, we were there for a very long time. It was it was it was painful. You know what I was saying? Like, was it not not that many weeks ago about hey, the UK infrastructure is balked? <laughs> did you like, did you consider taking the like public well, transport? Yeah, but it would for, when you're transporting like more than one person, it suddenly costs like maybe five times more to take the train. Oh, I suppose. Especially if you like, if you if you like, if we were to go come up to EGX on a Thursday morning, right? That's peak time. Yeah, that's like a seventy quid ticket for Ipswich or something ridiculous. Yeah, fair. Bonkers money. Whereas I spent probably about twenty quid in, in diesel. In, <laughs> in total. All right, so you're yeah. trading off. Yeah, and and, and, and then twenty five pounds money. worth of parking, and you know. And this is a wear and tear on your car. (laughs) An unknown quantity of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An an unknown number. (laughs) Yeah, fair. I was just thinking because I got the Elizabeth line from uh, Liverpool Street to XL. Oh, right. The swanky train. Yeah, super swank. It's pretty easy. That's the thing about London, right? It's fine if you're in London and you use London. But if you're coming coming from anywhere else, it's it's a nightmare. It's true. You've got to embrace it. It's like, why, why do so many people have cars in London? It's like, I don't know. For me, maniacs. as an immigrant to London, <laughs> like yeah. it, it makes sense. But like, I don't, I don't, don't quite understand. Also, it's like, so one thing I like, I, I guess I hadn't properly experienced whilst driving in London was, um, like a. Uh, I guess the rise of Deliveroo like services means that oh, there yeah. is there are now like a billion mad like utterly crazy ass scooter drivers about yeah. they are going to get me my pizza <laughs> they are the most insane thing i've seen on uk roads honestly they they are they have no fear yeah it's the gig economy yeah they're, they're bloody mental and all of them like are on little scooters all of them clearly yeah. haven't got a full license because they've still got l plates because i guess they only did their cbt and that's all you need to drive a scooter right. <laughs> um crazy it's crazy. I'm I'm amazed. Like I'm 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 just like they, they zip up the middle of traffic, and of course, in the middle of a jam, like people are trying to change lanes. I'm amazed. None of them. Uh, there were so many. There were several occasions where I thought I was about to witness a death. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's just it's just insanity. But I need pizza, so <laughs> yeah, they need to drive those scooters like crazy. Yeah, and it's, and it's the, I guess it's the only way. Like as opposed to. Because all the crazy people with cars are just blocking the roads. Sometimes they're on bicycles, but mostly they're on scooters. Yeah, that's what delivery normally is, right? It's a bicycle, but... Uh... Bring, bring back the drones. Bring back the drones, yeah. I mean, for Dan's well, case, where he could theoretically get yeah. on the roof of his building. 
Well, I mean, I've got window, like a balcony. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could it could actually land on my balcony. There's probably enough room, to be honest. Uh, that would be very confusing. It would have to be a pretty big asteroid to be able to carry a pizza. A large pizza. <laughs> yeah, and it probably, to make it efficient, it would need to be able to carry several at once, right, and do a few deliveries. Mm, rather than... Yeah. I don't, maybe. I don't know if they have the capacity. But any, like, food is relatively heavy. Yeah, so it's water like, content. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon they'll get there. It depends, but, it depends whether people want the constant noise of... Yeah, that is the problem. That's what, that'll be the problem, and they probably will crash, right? If scooters crash and people get hurt, no one cares, <laughs> apparently. But if, if the drone falls, falls from the sky... Heads, okay. yeah. Oh, if a pizza <laughs> falls from the sky! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my lucky day! <laughs> yeah. If you catch it. <laughs> I just want the... Um, the insane scooters to all go electric. That's the main thing. Because I mean, they're they pro- annoyingly loud, those two-stroke yeah, engines yeah, yeah. or that, whatever. That is true. I mean, they probably should. They absolutely should. But also, they should do, they should have a, um, they should have a few lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you would think that probably they should, like, you know, not let everyone on them without an actual license. You'd think that would have been regulated yeah, at least by like, now. Well, maybe that's a prerequisite for being able to pick up that sort of job. Or, but I guess like you don't. I don't know. I don't know how to like people like people like Uber and stuff must vet you before they let you onto the service to some degree, right? You can't just yeah. Um, mm. you must have to submit a license, a, you know, a driver's license of some description. But like, okay. You, you I think, think they have the same model where I they think they do vet them, but they have the same model like Uber and delivery where you don't work for them. You work wait. for yourself. Um so that's they can get away with a lot. Sure, 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 sure. So you're not you don't actually but work you wouldn't for Uber, be, you're an Uber driver. You wouldn't have thought that regulation would be at like at the company level. That would be at the government level, surely. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well that is just because yeah. <laughs> well there would there, there would have to be a vetting process, that surely, because otherwise it's like you can't oh, yeah. they can't legally put you as a customer of theirs into an unsafe situation, right? With like an unlicensed driver or something like that. They they just they, they wouldn't be allowed to well, they're that. not licensed like with a like a Hackney carriage license, are they? Because they're not actual taxi drivers. No, but um, you know what I mean. That, they, like Uber could, they yeah. still couldn't do that, right? If they were facilitating unlicensed drivers. I mean, I guess that depends on like how. Oh no, a driver's license they definitely need. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends <laughs> sure. on like how obfuscated the system would be if you were just like if you were if you were literally just to put it in almost a video game esque way like the mission board and it's just right. like you yeah, don't know yeah. who's taking these missions you don't know what they're doing just as long as the mission gets done I mean they do uh, track it's... everyone um, yeah but it's not too far off is yeah it? Mm. I mean but basically yeah they're a middleman that organises the arranges the the trips doesn't and they don't yeah in, in, it's, fa- it's... in fairness to like ta- the actual taxi firms kind of work like that jobs come in and then they'll put though they i've seen it you know they put them out on their mobile they, they'll have like a yeah. mobile system and then it'll be like can you do this and that that driver goes yeah i'm like i can i can sort that out yeah that's not quite the same as a, like an anonymous version of that <laughs> no but it, it could never be anonymous no nor, nor should it be um, but you made it, it. Yeah, I made, made it back. Um, well, yeah, made it there. Getting there was a pain in the ass as well, but, but not not nearly as bad. Um, not because of London, actually. That was just the A12. Screw that thing. Um, it's just a straight line from here to London that is constantly roadworked to, to help. Oh, yeah, there were two road closures on the A12. That didn't help. 
help us get home either. Two, two separate road closures. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, should we just get straight on it? Should we just talk about eggs? I don't know if I've got a lot of other life chat to talk about this week, other than, other than this. Like I've not seen many. I've not seen. Fil- oh no, I did see a film. <laughs> I saw. A, I saw a film. Oh, I went to see a moving picture. Well, I didn't see a moving picture. I didn't go to see a moving picture. I sat on my couch and put a moving picture on the flashy, on flashy the, box. On the flash box. Okay. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> the new one. The live action. Really- yeah, the live <laughs> there you go, we go, what's the old classic? I still don't understand why they're doing these. I thought I'd like these live action. You mean still doing these? Yeah. Maybe right. you might have understood Pretty. it at the start. Well, the first couple, yeah, like Lion. What? What was it? Which, which one was first? Was Jungle it Lion, Book, Lion King? Yeah, it's either Book, that or Jungle yeah. Book. One of the two. And um, yeah, yeah, it probably was Jungle Book actually. And it's like I, the, 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 I still maintain the tech is impressive, right? For that, especially. Um, I mean, less so here because it's just like it's actual. It's just people this time around, right? <laughs> well, half people at least. Yeah, <laughs> mostly just people. Um, uh, and I, I just don't see why they need to do it because it's basically like uh they're, they're taking the original they're not changing very much and just making it worse <laughs> that is all that's happening here i don't understand why they need to do it it's um yeah it, it just loses something in the translation like the, the the you can't rely on like the animation side of things to make the you know characters like sebastian like as fun as they were in the, in like the actual things, I haven't seen um, Booty and the Beast, like the the remake of that. <laughs> but I wonder if they run into the same problem of all the like dancing cutlery or whatever. Yeah, that's well, of course they do. Yeah, because yeah. it just doesn't. They don't. Although like, Disney seems to be leaning too much into this, like we want it to look photorealistic, element, yeah. and like they lose the cartooniness, and it's like you're freaking Disney. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Although I would yeah. say that possibly in the case of the dancing for cutlery and whatnot in Beauty and the Beast, even in cartoon form, they weren't really that personality. It was pretty much just dancing cutlery. Okay. <laughs> Apart like, from the ones that were actual characters, obviously. Yeah, yeah the, the, the teapot <laughs> the, and candle the, man. The general giant dance scene, though. Oh, sure, sure. Lots of generic <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the same. Objects jiggling around. It's the same problem in Little Mermaid, right? The under the sea sequence. Right. right? Where it's like... But even that doesn't, that makes even less sense here because they kept the lyrics mostly the same. And there's a sequence in that where it's like they're talking about the various creatures playing musical instruments. And in this sequence, they don't. None of them do. Yep. <laughs> so it doesn't work. It's a, it's a stupid film. Just if you, if you really want to watch it, just go watch the animated the animated version. It's it's, it's better. <laughs> yeah, but that's not why you of would really want to watch that. Better. Yeah, they're all better. It's How just, could they possibly improve on the, the animated versions of these? I don't know. Well, you do something different because uh, the one that has worked for me is Mulan because they changed it. They they didn't sort of like you don't Mulan doesn't have the little tiny like Eddie Murphy dragon, dragon guy anymore. They they reworked it so like I yeah, it's 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 live action now, but they grounded it and changed it so that grounding works. Um, okay, okay. There's a little bit of supernatural stuff going on, but um, uh, the, the, they 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 took the idea and properly adapted it right to the to the media they were working in. Um, something they seem to have just neglected to try and do in, in all the other attempts. But in, I think in Mulan's case, you can get away with cutting out the fantasy part of that, whereas in sure. like The Little Mermaid, the whole thing is fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, I wonder if they, I wonder if they like took Pocahontas and probably like. 
like and took the same approach, that might work okay, right? Yeah, but I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that topic nowadays. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably, probably not. Uh, I was watching uh, Red Letter Media the other day, and they were thinking about the meeting that is probably happening, or probably uh, many, many times in Disney at the moment, where it's like, step one, we need to make money. Okay, we're doing a sequence of remakes of already like known IP, so we can't go wrong, right? Doing them in live action. Yeah, I Brilliant. wonder. I wonder how much and like actual now, cash that's bringing in. Because- oh, I'm sure it makes. I'm sure it's a lot less risky than trying to make something actually new and creative. Maybe, but I, I wonder if it's some old thing. Maybe, but I wonder if it's a declining market because the, because of the the quality's not been hot. Maybe, right? but they wouldn't keep doing it if they if they weren't. No, it's making, probably still profitable, but, yeah. but I wonder if it's like it's not like I'm Disney sure. level profit profitable. I'm sure, but they're they're getting to the point where they'll have to do Snow White, but they can't make her white. <laughs> and also oh, right. they can't have dwarves right because it's doubly politically incorrect so what are they going to do i mean <laughs> so they, they just, won't do, they just won't do it they like i think you can totally get away with dwarves just like it's a fantasy race you can you can, that that one you can swing also, also do you think also i don't know if like dwarves is, is like necessarily a derogatory thing right that's just who they are like well, the the problem yeah. would be like, what are you going to do for actors or whatever? Like, are you going to Live action? Yeah. yeah, are you going to real and do real casting, or are you going to fake it? And which one of those is worse? Right. Because <laughs> I'm sure people out there are going to. Uh, I mean, there's question marks over the over Little Mermaid in that respect because, like, they're all they make they do the thing again should really point out, not against this, but they do the thing where they like severely mix the race, you know, what human races are up. So all the mermaids are different races, even though they supposedly come from the one dad and things like that. Right. And, and one mum. And it's um uh, and then in the in the in the royal family they sort of skate over the fact that the the the, the, the queen is is black and that and that the prince is white and it's like uh and then they're like oh no i wasn't born into this oh okay right cool you've caveated that you got around oh, it. Right. okay fine. like they, they throw in a line yeah just yeah, to, yeah exactly yeah. They, they they sort of figure way figure ways out of it i'm sure someone somewhere is like well there was no need to do that it's like you're breaking that whatever it doesn't matter this it's rubbish film anyway you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> who cares just one more bad decision for the file <laughs> yeah well it's not even a bad decision well it's one just, more yeah decision that they had to work around for the final yeah, yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> the one thing i've heard is that the actress is very good yeah yeah she uh, no she puts in a performance yeah it's that's i mean as much as it's exactly what you'd expect mm. i guess from that role and you know a classic uh clean disney singer i suppose is what you would say right like, yeah you know nails it in that respect um, yeah and the, I, I can't remember who the guy was, but he sounded a lot like the lead singer from Bastille. So you're into that kind of singing, then, <laughs> then, then, then you get some of that. Maybe even, maybe it was, maybe it was Bastille guy. I don't know. He's branching out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't. I just, mm. need to stop. I don't know. <laughs> just, just or make something else. I don't know. I mean, like. What what are they going to do when they run out? <laughs> we're we're all waiting to see it. I mean, what's what's left? They, did they do Cinderella? I think they did Cinderella, right? Or was that like a like almost a director video thing? Or did they go back and do one of like the sort of the <laughs> well, spin off? I mean, there has been like many Cinderella director video sequels, but yeah. like <laughs> not sure about the mo- about the modern remake one. <laughs> I can't remember that. 
Yeah, are they actually running out? I mean, they've got a lot, haven't they? Yeah, there are, there are there are a few, quite a lot, but like a oh, Bambi. Come on, they're going to do Bambi, aren't they? Yeah, and they'll do Bambi, and they'll do it in the photorealistic style. style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems like a an obvious one. Well, I mean, it seems like an obvious one, but maybe you'd hope that they would have learned not to do that specifically. The Disney own Watership Down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would be great. That would be the best fully live action <laughs> realism movie. That'd be horrendous. <laughs> so much. Render that as in the high detail as you possibly can. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! I mean that that that's, that's a that's brutal, even in cartoon form. That yep. Yeah, I don't know. Where have they? Where have they got? They must. There must be loads. Did they go back to like Sword in the Stone or something? They did the, <laughs> the they tried the Sorcerer's Apprentice, didn't they? But they checked that was one of the, that was one that they went they wildly changed it because it was like in New York or something rather than being medieval. Mm. Remember the one with Nick Cage? <laughs> Obviously, no. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, Sword in the Stone wouldn't even be that much of a problem, I guess. <laughs> Most of it. You have some animal sequences, but like, just like even that would make sense for them to just be like normal animals. Sure, <laughs> in that specific case. Yeah, Robin Hood. Well, Robin Hood that's an interesting. That's, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like because there are no humans in that. Yeah, and you wouldn't be able to it's necessarily the one. <laughs> you wouldn't. How do you do that? Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily be able to do that in the. Uh, in the Lion King or Jungle Book style. Well, and maybe sort of Jungle Book style. Maybe, maybe a bit more Jungle Book, but like, but everyone, every, yeah, all the animals are mostly humanoid-like, right? Like yeah. They, they do the fully walking, talking thing. Yeah, yeah furry, as you say. Um, anthropomorphic. <laughs> um, yeah, so that could be an interesting one. That, that would actually probably be like the one where they'd have to swing to the direction I'm talking about, right? And be a bit more... Uh, animation-y. Make it actual remake. Yeah. Like, maybe they still do it in CG, but, like, just lean into, <laughs> into bit, you know, I've just brought up the list of um, Disney animated films, and, of course, it gets a bit weird around the Second World War. So it goes, like, Snow White, and then you've got Dumbo, and then you've oh, got yeah, Victory Through Air Power. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> yep. They already did Dumbo as well, didn't they? They did that. Yeah, they um, did Dumbo with the um, what's his name? Oh God, man, man, woman, lady, girl. <sighs> I mean, I would, I would definitely be enthusiastic for them to remake the World War Two movies. What the hell? Why not? Um, <laughs> That'd be certain. pretty ridiculous. I'll send back. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> Aladdin was okay. I'll give them that. That wasn't much for an adaptation, but you know, mostly people again. Yes, yeah. That, uh, and they they didn't change a lot, but you know, they had to obviously change the Robin Williams stuff to Will Smith stuff. And depending on your opinion on Will Smith, that's whether or not you're going to like that film or not. <laughs> um. But he's no Robin Williams, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Squalla. This is a podcast about video games. <laughs> yeah, I guess we managed no, to talk about movies movie section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, I think it's probably video game time. Don't think you want to hear about the movies I've been watching. 
fucking <laughs> that, that sounds worse than nothing you meant it. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm watching like miserable stuff. I watch we need to talk about Kevin. I don't think we need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We could watch some more lighthearted Disney stuff. <laughs> That's pretty much all we watch around the house these days. I started watching Chernobyl as well. So cheery. Oh, I do actually kinda wanna watch that. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Video games. What's Fitty going on? Games. Eggs is going on. We were at eggs. I thought that eggs. Isn't that a Magic the Gathering deck or something? Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I learned yesterday. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Kippers was trying to explain the eggs combo. Uh, <laughs> I, which I don't understand yet, nope. but I'll, I'll look into it. How does eggs work? Yeah. <laughs> what is eggs? Uh, yeah, EGX is happening. It's happening right now, in fact. Like, we, we, we were at it. Well, I was I was at it for Thursday Friday. Dan was joined us for the bit of the Friday. Uh, yeah, so so that's more low key than it was back in 2019 or wherever it was we last last went. Like, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's had the COVID recovery particularly. Um, you know, a lot of the big players aren't really there anymore. Like uh, Microsoft aren't there if they're big old booth. Sony aren't there. Sony used to have an enormous booth, um, but they're not there. Uh, Props to Sega though, they turned out. You know, they kind of they kind of they they pretty much showed had everything they had, like but two Yakuza games, <laughs> you know, both like a dragons were there. Uh Sonic Superstars was there, you know, the they put on the Atlas stuff as well, like Persona 3 remake or whatever it's called. And uh Persona 5 Tactica, they were all there. Props to Sega for still turning up. Um Yeah, so it was slightly weird, wasn't it? Because it was like it was way emptier. And I think I've ever seen it. Um, I know they did a show last year as well, but um, that was the dodgy year, I suppose. <laughs> like to go going to that if you're at all COVID worried. Um, uh, yeah, so a bit a bit of work needed, I think, to to bring it back to its splendor. Even the indie section seemed smaller than it has been. Uh, still a good time. Still didn't nearly do enough of it, really. Uh, so let's talk about what we did do. Uh, mm. uh, I played both of the Like a Dragon demos. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a particularly good time investment, really. And, what do you mean? <laughs> well, because I'm going to do it anyway yeah, at some point. Because you're going to play like 60 hours of both of those games, probably. Well, yeah, in several years' time. Sure. Because I'm, I'm so but far But also, away you kind of also there. sort of know what's already going on with them. Well, I don't know. Well, well one of them, anyway. Yeah, they're a long way away from the story I'm at. Yeah. Um, uh, I've still got zero and six to play before I even start getting close to them. And seven, technically. Uh, I guess I don't need to play Ishin if I'm timeline worried. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought the Infinite Wealth demo made way more of an impression than the um, uh, Man Who Erased His Name demo. Um, the, they they kind of pu- pushed them in different directions because it's like the Man Who Erased His Name was most the demo for that was mostly focused on the on the new combat, the agent style combat. So. Uh, um, uh, I mean, it looks looks flashy as hell. It feels as slick as it ever has done. Um, except now, you, when you're in agent style as Kiryu, you can hold down hold down button and weird stuff happen. Um, so if, <laughs> if you hold down B, for instance, he stands there and has a little bit of a smoke. Flicks the cigarette behind him. Cigarette explodes <laughs> in, a, in a sort of cool guy fashion. Um, or you could hold down hold down Y, and all of a sudden a swarm of drones appears and starts. Uh, 
uh, starts pestering the enemies. Um, and of course, you can do like the weird spider cable thing that we've seen in the trailers, and then throw people around a bit. It's um, it's all kind of nuts, all kind of mad. Um, uh, and and as usual, they somehow pull it off. I mean, that tra- the, the the demo is the, there's one really stupid thing that in classic. In classic Yakuza Like a Dragon style doesn't make any sense. Like you're you're approaching this boat, this boat from a from a helicopter, and it's it, this boat looks it's an enormous cargo ship. What on earth could be happening? And it's like what? Why why are you bringing me here? Kind of stuff. And then you land, and then this massive door opens, and inside is basically a version of that the underground like gambling place in um, like called Purgatory in the game and so this looked like fireworks going off and like bright colours and uh, and a fighting arena at the back and a, and a model of Osaka Castle and stuff like that and then the camera pans out and you can see all these fireworks and things were visible from where you just were flying and it's like <laughs> how you well saved the door like. yeah as soon as they open the door the whole place turns on and it's like but there's, there's people here <laughs> yeah it makes, it makes no sense but, but whatever it's a uh, it was kind of fun, um, but yeah, I would say Infinite Wealth made more of an impression just because this. Obviously, I haven't played Seven yet, so this was my first sort of foray into the turn-based battle style, um, and I think it really works. It's like it's an excuse for them to be like ultra flashy with the moves and have really weird mix-ups and stupid things happen. Um, like one of the characters, you can do a tag team battle, which basically is they they form a. They basically do a little bit of a tango and just dance around, and as they swing in their legs, then they're hitting enemies with it. And it's like this game just seems to be filled with like the more comedy side of like a dragon, and I'm, and I'm down for it. <laughs> like I'm, I'm down. It's, it's great. I got to play a um. There's a min- there was a mini game in it where called um, uh, I think it was called Crazy Delivery, which is basically Crazy Taxi, but you're also Sneak King. Uh, from from the Burger King games uh, on a bicycle, trying to rapidly deliver fast food to people whilst uh, whilst doing tricks, of course. Uh, and it was quite funny. And um, for the love of God, I really I hope they don't localize what what it said when they uh, when you when you hand over the burger to the waiting person because it was in the most Japanese voice saying English. So it's like so it's like super crazy delivery. <laughs> it's like. Please don't change that. that was, it's brilliant. <laughs> Burger get. Burger get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, that was. In fairness, those two demos were probably some of the most fun I had at the show. And it's like, yeah, I knew what I was getting into. But also, those games are so good. It's so good. And like, if you've if you've seen the trailers for all the stuff that could be in these games, they're going to be enormous and they're going to be ridiculous. The number of art, like old Sega arcade games they're throwing into this is phenomenal. Like loads of old callbacks and old references. Like Sonic the Fighters is turning up in um, the manner erased his name, and Daytona Two is apparently turning up in in Infinite Wealth. Um, uh, like they, they do a better job at representing Sega's history of games than Sega themselves do. Like just by bundling them into these things, like as as part of the world, it's madness. It's utter madness. Sega should just release these damn things. Like I think they already have, though. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, but they're, they're not, a lot of them aren't very accessible on current consoles. Oh, sure. Like Sonic Fighters, I think, was in one of the Sonic Gems. <coughs> but that just gives them an excuse to sell it again. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but but they don't. Like not at the moment. Most of these are hidden away. Like you know, like where, where can I you mean, get... you've got to let it rest for a couple of years, and then <laughs> then you can sell it again. Like I don't think there's anywhere you can play virtual on officially. 
like, but it's in one of the Yakuza games. So there you go. Um, yeah, those were great. Uh, I also played Sonic Superstars over there. The good news is, is Sonic feels kind of like Sonic. You know, they didn't they didn't Sonic for it. Well, I don't think they were getting the Sonic for it. <laughs> I mean, they might have done. Not in a classic Sonic style. Because it's not strictly Sonic Team that are doing this one. Right? Oh, sure. It's a different dev, but they did actually manage to, uh, yeah, mostly capture the feel, which is good. <laughs> Although, once again, as we get saying all the time leading up to this, it's just like, are they just going to remake the engine every time? <laughs> they just going to, every Seems time like someone it, yeah. new has to make it again and just be like, you have to get this as close to Sonic as possible, but we're not going to give you this other engine that we already have that already does that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder if Sega probably owned the code that Head Cannon wrote, right? For, Presumably. For Sonic Mania, so they could probably at least go like, well, here's the 2D engine. Here's a starting point. Um, you can work from this. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt all right. The camera's a bit zoomed in, but that's kind of, I guess that's... <laughs> that's just what Sonic's like. That's just what Sonic is, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it seemed okay. Like, uh, the reviews for that have come out um, since since then, and, like, the general consensus has been like, hey, it's fine. Like, it's 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 a sevens sort of Sonic game. So it's not, it's not Sonic Mania level. Um, the bit I can't quite get get over is the fact that it's a okay there's 11 zones so it's like nearly twice the size of a normal sonic game as it turns out um Mm. but it's still like 55 pounds that seems like a lot of money Mm. are they trying to make the classic excuse of like but it's four player now so you're paying a quarter of that (laughs) Uh, yeah well apparently that that multiplayer doesn't work that great no of course not um uh like like that it struggles to you know the camera can't decide like which one person to follow that right. kind of thing um something that super mario wonder kind of has a solution for a very basic solution for that we'll talk about a bit in a bit um uh yeah uh, for me like the most egregious thing was was that uh so, some of the reviews have said that the music is really good i can't honestly recall that being notable in that demo <laughs> in the slightest. I was just like, it's fine, but it's not like a catchy Sonic jam that we're sort of used to, right? It's like there was there was nothing notable about it at all um, for me. Um, uh, the, the one new thing they've added um, that is this, these emerald powers, I suppose. So once you've got a Chaos Emerald, you can at any time pull up a wheel and activate um a power so in the in the demo i played you could you could get the water power which turned you into water sonic which meant you could then merge with waterfalls and basically zora armor your way up them um so you could and whenever there was a waterfall you get in it and that you could get, get to the higher path that way i don't know quite how what the other powers are or how they'll get utilized does it the wheel looked like there was about the wheel looked like there was more than six of them, so I wonder how many Chaos Emeralds there actually are in this game. Uh, it also seems like how often are you going to get used those things outside that one yeah, level? <laughs> it's like, uh, if it's very specifically waterfalls, that's not going to come up very often. So the, yeah, presumably. There's sort of an energy bar that I think like replenishes when you go past star posts. So it's like they are... I suppose it is like oh, they're, they're, you're probably going to be able to use one power per like little segment of the level, potentially. So maybe maybe a little bit of caution is required, or a little bit of. Well, that's not what I meant. I meant like how many levels are going to have waterfalls? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, it, if they've made this one specific power for this one specific purpose, it seems a bit limiting for their options. Yeah, like if there's six things there, but you can still only use one of them in the level you're in, there's basically one thing there. Well, I think there's like a um, 
um from the from the review footage i've seen that there is a what you know obviously there's an underwater level um or level with underwater bits because you've got to do that and uh you know using the water power allows you to swim for it to a to an extent you know sonic can swim now <laughs> so i guess there's like multiple uses for them hopefully i don't know not as bad as i was expecting let me put it that way <laughs> Still, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I just can't justify that amount of money for no. Mm. Wait for it to come to Game Pass somehow. Oh, it never does though. No. Like, like Sonic games don't don't come at Game Pass. It's really frustrating. No frontiers yet. It's no frontiers. No, no, no Sonic Forces. You know, you, just no Sonic games on Game Pass. Hmm. Uh. So what else we got? Um, I, I checked out, or you watched me check out Resistor. Um. Which was that uh, car PG that was announced back in SGF? Um, I kind of like its vibe, but that demo didn't really show you much of what the actual game no. was going to be. It got, got, gave you a feel for the driving, which is uh, seems to favour like being super high speed, kind of like not really about the cornering per se. But there is a little bit of drifting you can do. Um, mm. uh, that uh, I, I think it was a developer, or I don't know. I don't know if it was a developer or just a PCube marketing guy telling me about it. But he was like, "Oh, they're, they're trying to summon the feel of like the, the early burnout handling um, and things like that to to get you in." But also, but then giving it a sort of like anime look and things like Presumably that. Presumably, they don't literally mean early burnout; they mean like burnout free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. He did say burnout free. Oh, did he? Okay. I, 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 he I, said, but yeah. he said takedown. I think so. Oh, okay. But yeah. okay, weird choice. Like, <laughs> if you were going to pick one, you'd say Burnout Free, right? Because Takedown's the same. Well, but, yeah, but if you only played that version of Burnout Free, yeah, you would know it by any other name. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Uh, yeah. So, that, uh, I mean, super early it seems, but we'll, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, <laughs> Kippers, of course, made us play the Star Trucker demo because you know it's, it's it, he, he likes Euro Truck Simulator and. Uh, this this seemed like trucking in space. Well, again, demo was quite limited. It let you truck a crate from one uh, a container from one place to another, and then you drive to a. <laughs> but that's the whole game for you, right? Oh yeah, but it's in space now. Um, so there's not really a road you're driving on. You just sort of fly. There are like lanes to drive through, um, uh, and then dock with a space station, and that was it with the demo. So you know that was that was a little bit finicky because you had to you're, the docking ports on the back of your truck so you had to kind of spin it around and line it up and then then you know look get look look away from what you're looking at to then go push the switch to 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 activate the 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 hitch which is basically magnets in this game uh and there was a hint of narrative going on like you know the other truckers were talking to each other over the radio and stuff so i wonder if that's what this game really is going to be it's going to be some sort of like narrative through line rather than i don't know it's hard to get a feel from it from that, but uh, start trucking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably my favorite game name of everything at the, at the show. Yellow Taxi Go Vroom uh, can only be described as like a a super frenetic PS One graphic style platformer where you're a wind up taxi. Uh, you don't have a jump particularly. You just have the power to sort of slap yourself and make you go like super <laughs> fast. Um, uh, and it's like it's 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 bonkers quick. The uh, 
the the the, the writing in it is like super tongue in cheek. You're taking orders from a guy called Morio, who looks a bit like Mario, uh, and like the the level in the demo was a bit like Bomb Battlefield, and that there was a giant bomb on wheels at the top of the <laughs> top of a massive hill. Um, <laughs> You can sort of see what they're doing there. Uh, it was quite good fun, actually, has to be said. Like, it doesn't doesn't look like much, and it doesn't sound like much as you're explaining it. But like, the feel of it is 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 kind of mental and fast, and mm-hmm. and super vibrant. And when you're doing like, create there are crazy taxi like again, um, like pick up people and drop them off things. And if you do that real quick, it's they, <laughs> for some reason it would shout psychotic at you. <laughs> um, and then give you, but like I think you're doing the levels within a time period because the spring in your car only has a certain amount of juice, so you need to be doing jobs and finding power ups to, to to keep your spring time wound. Um, yeah, could be could be interesting. Uh, Prison City. Uh, this was a NES like run and gun. Uh, you know, NES aesthetic. Uh, limited color palette, limit, you know that kind of sound thing. Doing the shovel knight thing, I guess, but for um, slightly slower paced running guns, um, contra esque, but not quite contra. Um, and it sort of nails that, but to a fault, because I, I found it, it it was pretty hard. Um, and when I did like some boss sections, though, it was like too hard and too random, and like I don't know if I. Mm. I don't know. I didn't really get a get a good feel for it. I didn't didn't really like it. Um, if I'm being brutally honest, but uh, if you want some nostalgia, uh, it it does nail that old that old stuff. Um, it's it's exactly like how I remember the games of that era being, <laughs> but not mm. necessarily in a good way. Um, uh, uh, big shout out to Death of a Reprobate because that made us laugh probably more than any other game we played. Um, it's a point and click adventure um, where basically the entire art of the game is like old paintings just ripped out, um, mm. like a bit like a Monty Python Terry Gilliam cartoon section. Um, and the writing is very childish, very puerile, but also very funny. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's it's real stupid. Like you can just go up to any bird in the game and you go, you, and you sort of look at it and it goes, it's some kind of bird, and then you clap and try and see if it's, see if you scare it away. And sometimes weird stuff happens. There's a room we walked into with nothing but babies crying, and of course in the corner because it's like I guess art from that era was super weird at times. There's just a woman wiping a baby's ass constantly, like. Just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you get then you go into another another room and it's like an art gallery, but it's run by monkeys. And the monkeys are painting pictures and stuff and things like that. It's uh, uh and there's a uh, my my favorite. F- I mean, it's this won't even be in the full game, but you can get like an idea of the tone. Like we tried to get go into the forest, and the forest people were like, um, um, oh yeah, 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 you can come through. We've got no problem with that. It's like, yeah, dude, dude, this is a demo. We we can't just let him through. Is like you can't let him see the entire game just yet. So oh right, right. Um, piss off, chum. <laughs> just like. Not afraid to drop a uh, yeah. It was, I don't know. It was it was it was dumb. Like there's there's moments where there's, there's just one guy in the background like holding a big holding a big rod with a red arrow over someone to like indicate this is someone you need to do do something for. And um, you go and look at him and he's just like, please pretend I'm not here. And, <laughs> and it was it was a picture of I think it must have been a picture of Jesus or something because the subtitle under it was just was just our Lord question mark question mark question mark our um, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, it's real. It is. Uh, I, love, I just 
I love its vibe. Very funny thing. Very funny thing. Uh, yeah, so keep keep an eye on that. Uh, should we talk about Super Mario Wonder? You played you played that with me. Sure. It's a Mario game. It's a Mario game. The Super Mario um, game. More specifically, it is a Super Mario game. It's a new Super Mario yeah. game. Yeah. We played as the Super Mario Brothers. We did. In fact, how boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't check out the Yoshi or the Nabbit gameplay because that seems like the well, yes, lamest part of the game. But um, I suppose I could have been a Toad. But I want to be Luigi and give you the death stare. Yeah. Yeah, well, it seemed inventive. That's the idea, right? Within the formula. Mm. Yeah, I guess. It handled, handled fairly nicely, but fairly familiarly. Oh, yeah, it was ex- exactly like how you expect. Basically. How you expect, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really... I don't, it's, it's hard to actually talk about Wonder. Like, I've been thinking about this for, for a bit, and it's just like, it's like what do you add? To, how do you add to the conversation what we've already said? It's like, like Yowie Zowie isn't great. Uh, the weird, the the slight forty five degree look to the camera isn't great. I don't like that either. Um, the the talking plant, which thankfully you couldn't really hear much couldn't in really the demo hear, scenario, yeah. um, probably seems annoying. Um, but I think one thing I did notice about the game is there's like there seems to be more hidden extras, hidden secrets and things you could find. Like you just step on a thing and a thing will happen or there'll be a hint that this tree can be stamped on and then it will catapult you into the sky um, or you need to flatten it out to make a path for one of those bulls that was in that early level we played. Um, you know, there's there's little hints of like weird stuff you could do all over the place, I guess. Um I don't know whether that's a necessarily a good thing or if it just makes it more chaotic rather than intentional, do you know what I mean? Um mm. it felt denser, I suppose, like is the word I'm looking for than than maybe a Mario game normally does. Like just more happening all at once. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely denser. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because Mario's lower base than a Sonic or something, so you have the room to increase the density. I guess I yeah. would say you have the room it wasn't to like... annoy your friends by skipping things by accident. Well, yes, that does, <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Sure. So, so, so Wonder's multiplayer system is: is it basically assigns one player as the king, and the camera follows them. So if a, if a player gets too far off screen, like it effectively just kills them and brings them on in the sort of bubble state, so you can rescue them. Um, uh, which you know, for better or worse, I suppose that means one player at least can can guide everyone else. But uh, if the other players just want to get on of it, then, then they've got to wait. And I don't know. That, that that probably seems like it's more successful than Sonic System by the sounds of it. <laughs> at least it's clear what it's doing. I did like the new animation for pipes, though. Like. That, that that was like the nicest, the coolest thing, I guess. Like the sort of little cheeky look they did as they came out of pipes. It'd be like, what's, ooh, what's over here? Or the the fact that when you go into a pipe, there's like a there's like a mysterious hand that just grabs you and pulls you in. <laughs> Except for when you're like in elephant form and you sort of squidge your way up there. You get we got we got players in elephant. <laughs> I mean, you're just big and you get to smush stuff. That's really all that means. And you get water in your trunk, which. Did very little. 
I think there was a couple of points where you needed it, but to do something, but didn't seem like it did a lot. It's probably good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you know. I think you know exactly. Yeah, I think you know exactly what you're getting into. Whether it's I'm like definitely a, up for it. I think it looks cool. Yeah, whether it's like Felt up it. there in the pantheon of Mario's, I'm under, I don't not sure it will be, but like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's nice to have one that doesn't have some kind of twist, like the Super like Mario an 3D suit. Land or something, or like uh, <laughs> or like Mario Maker, or or and I never liked the new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic, so I prefer this. You oh, you prefer this aesthetic to uh, oh, way so, uh, way more. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> of course, I don't have to. No, of course, I don't have to. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's something more. I think I've said it before. There's something more flash-like to me about the about the current look, the new look, as opposed to the new in a star look. That uh, I think they look a bit more like they're in the environment than on it. I don't know in this one. I don't know. I think everything looks way more. No, maybe that's intentional. I think everything looks more like two Ds. So like they are. Mm. So maybe they're in it in the sense that they look the same as the the set. I guess. Whereas perhaps they didn't look like the set in the previous model. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. sort of see that. Maybe, maybe there's a, maybe it, yeah. there's a gelling of that. But. Inconsistency. But I don't think they needed to like label. I still don't think they needed to put all those like labels on it. So it's like good whenever you pick anything up, almost, or whenever you stamp on a Goomba. I don't need you to tell yeah. me it's good. I didn't find it super distracting, but yeah, it's a little bit annoying. Just points. It's just points. Yeah, it's just points. It says good it's instead even, of saying 100. Not even points. Mario hasn't had a score since, like... Yeah, but the, Mario the, the, the numbers still came up. <laughs> and actually, several of the new Super Mario games did have a score, right? At the end of the level, it would just tell you the score for each would character. It? Would it? Yep. <laughs> like, Mario 1 did, and maybe went that went as far as Mario 3, but didn't they... Oh, no, no, that was in Super Mario as well. Uh, Super Mario World had it. Um, I'm talking about new Super Mario Bros. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. definitely did. One of them, at least. Like an actual score? Yep. Like, I thought they just... Just straight numbers. And it ranked you by who got the most at the end of the level. I thought it was just, like, coins. Well, I mean, I'm sure the coins give you score. (laughs) Uh, I don't remember that at all in the... Well, New Super Mario's U was the last one. Right, yeah. I mean, like like I say, uh, I'm sure I'm picking this up from one of them, and I don't even know which one. It's just a thing I've seen at some point. Okay. Because I didn't play any of them. Well, it's not here. No. There's no, there are no points in this one. <laughs> it just doesn't tally up how many goods you get. It's just like, good times 15. <laughs> <laughs> how many tights do you get? <laughs> Extreme. That's Super Mario Wonder. We also uh, saw Sam Lake's stupid face. <laughs> Harsh. It's, it's a pretty stupid face. But it's also a great face. I mean, it's all, that's all that Rob needs from faces. Yeah. <laughs> it's an entertaining face. How about that? Is that, is that fair? It's definitely weird to see Max Payne walk on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was cool. Interesting talk, I thought. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, he was there to talk a little bit about Alan Wake 2. Um, nothing, nothing. I wouldn't say anything hugely revelatory, but he's a, you know, fairly, yeah. Uh, no, fa- he's fairly, fairly, is, cool, is fairly cool guy. 
uh, hey, and been hey. able to be in that position for years, right? Of so, creative director of Remedy and still with some, a few ups and downs, but still going strong. Mm. And uh, still doing new things, even feel, though they have a style. How do you feel about Alan Wake 2? Did you play Alan Wake 1? Yeah, I did. That was a bit frustrating in places, the actual gameplay. I hope they've... Yeah, because he talked about that, right? That It's like yeah. they, they ran in... They realise that now, that they ran into the problem where the game doesn't really change. Like, mm, as you go through the yeah. combat, there was a too much combat yeah. and it didn't really evolve over the course of the game. Yeah. Bloody batteries. Energizer <laughs> batteries. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping this will... It sounds like this has got more variety and things things happening and it sounds like like games like control play a lot better than alan wake ever did you oh know, yeah, yeah. actual gameplay so i'm sure they'll bring that too i don't know that they will bring to. that to hit this, no not that but yeah. the, the just a the sensibility i guess they, they, they were talking about somebody asked a question about the camera placement and how it's so claustrophobic and close in on purpose because it's a slower paced game mm. horror game where you don't need you, you actually don't want well you can't see everything makes it scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you didn't well, and you're not, and you're not super powered in this one. Unlike yeah, exactly. Unlike Quantum Break or Control, it's like you're not. That's not. That's not what these characters are about. Although I guess you could argue like Alan Wake has some sort of superpower because he can write what's in the dark place. That's not a spoiler. That's just what. No, that's, that's, that's what they've this, been talking about. That. That's this yeah. game's whole premise. Um, Dark place, dark place. <laughs> Did you see? Just, that just reminded me that this is totally not related to videos, I guess. But did you see the the, the um the Star War uh, the Star Trek parody on on that specifically? What, on dark place. Yes, the name of an episode. No, I caught this on YouTube. <laughs> What's this? I, I forget what it's called. I think it's like Parfarengi's Heart Place. <laughs> and I was like, what? really? You're going to reference that in Star Trek? What was this Star in, Trek? Was this in like, the, more, the more recent stuff? Yeah, I think it's like, Lower Decks, maybe. Oh, okay, right. But like, that's a hell of a reference. <laughs> yeah, no wow. one's going to get that. I don't know Parfarengi's Heart Place. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Good use of the name for Eggy as well. Mm. <laughs> very, yeah. How very helpful. That's probably what someone was thinking of. They must, they must have just started at that point, right? Nothing else sounds like Marengi. Wait a minute. I work on a show with Ferengi. <laughs> anyway. People keep, keep recommending Lower Decks to me. Maybe I should give it a try. I don't know. Yeah, Kippers was talking about it, wasn't he? Um, yesterday, mm. briefly. I think my brother likes it. Coming soon to TV section on this podcast. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I don't know. That? I need to watch the actual like, Prime, uh, isn't it? season three of, of Picard, right? That's supposed to be good. That you yeah, yeah, Picard season three was good. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, you know, the obvious nostalgia. Like, we're just, we're just going to throw yeah. everybody at it. But uh, it, yeah, was, sure. it, was, it was good enough. Yeah. Definitely uh, lightened things after, you know, the sour taste of season two. One, one and two, yeah. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> it was not. It was okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, video games. Anyway, news. 
Well, uh, I mean, I guess more news. I suppose this was all news. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind Pre- of. Previews. Um, yeah, I had fun. Anyway, um, that's the important part. That's the important thing. Not that any of you enjoyed whether or not you liked hearing about this. <laughs> it's, it's whether I had fun. Whether you enjoyed this podcast or not, doesn't matter. We, we do it anyway. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> yes, indeed that. Uh, Ac- accurate, yeah. Uh, yeah, what else is going on? Uh, the Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft merger, acquisition thing, deal. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The CMA finally approved. Um, the UK's uh, CMA finally approved the deal. Uh, with, I think we talked about this like a month ago or something after Microsoft like rejigged the deal to be like, well, our cloud ser- we're not going to run the Activision games on our cloud service. We've sold the right. We're going to have to sell off the rights to streaming of Activision products to Ubisoft, which I still think is a very strange like what even is that? Like don't don't even really understand. <laughs> Maybe that was the trick. Maybe they did that and because they didn't think the regulators would understand it. <laughs> well, no, well, <laughs> and then it won't actually happen, and they'll they'll be able to get away with it. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Yeah, because like well, I guess they won't be able to put Call of Duty on get on X Cloud or whatever it's now called sure. game streaming. Um, they won't be able to do that. There'll be no Crash Bandicoot or stuff like that. But maybe that means Ubisoft might put out cloud, as they sometimes do for Assassin's Creed games, right? Cloud editions. Yes, of I mean that was for Switch. That, that would and be what I would assume. Call like, of Duty Cloud Edition now available on Switch. They're going to use the Ubisoft cloud technology. <laughs> yeah, I guess for as good as that may or may not be. Yeah, I don't know because Capcom did that for um, Resident Evil as well on Switch. And- yeah, I don't know. And by the sounds of it, they're going to get rid of Bobby Kotick for the cost of $300 million. <laughs> I suppose that's not a lot in the grand scheme of the deal, but but also... Ugh. Yep. Also, thank... Well, I mean, it's good that he's gone. <laughs> yes, but like that's why... You know, is it worth $300 million? <laughs> Maybe. Did you, did you, $300 million of Microsoft's money, I guess. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, at least at least hopefully he'll be out of video games forever now, <laughs> or he'll become the new CEO of Unity. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right, yeah, because in in other news, John Riccatello's out. Yeah, right? he's out as 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 he should be, and let's hope he never turns up in video games again. He'll go back to EA <laughs> somehow, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe he'll go work with like Don Matrick. At, um, yeah, I forgot what they're called now. That that mobile games company with a logo that's basically a dog. Are they the guys that bought words with friends? Anyway, I can't remember. That company. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the deal, the deal happened. Get excited for game Activision games to turn up on Game Pass at some point, I guess. <laughs> yeah, After all that legal news, it's there's no more to talk about because well, it's just done. It's just going to happen. Well, yeah, well, I guess we'll get to find out what actually happens as a result of that. As I say, what drip mm. feed we get on Game Pass of, of new stuff. I new mean, it's going to be a lot like Bethesda. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> which, which uh, you know, in fairness, they jumped on some of the Bethesda stuff pretty quick, right, when that deal went down. Like, Doom turned up pretty fast and... Um, uh, you know, uh, 
I actually don't know if Skyrim ever turned up on that. Like, I don't know if that did. Anyway. But... <laughs> I think maybe no one cares about Skyrim at this point. Wait a few more years and then remake it. Or mm. not even remake it. Re-release it with upgrades. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah. 20th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's been 20th anniversary edition. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, as I say, Unity kicked out John Riccatello. Uh Sony announced a new PlayStation 5. The Slim Edition. For $50 more than the regular edition. Mm. Which is weird. Because no- normally the idea of these things is that they they put these slim... I mean, it's no, it's no secret. They put, normally put these slim models out because it's actually a cheaper manufacturing process now. Um, yeah. So and that all they found ways of improving in the the thing. So they actually save money in making them, um, in doing this. Um, but maybe they didn't this time. I don't know. I, it seems it seems a little bit hard to justify the the adding extra fifty dollars to it. Um, like or maybe that's the thing. Maybe they realized that the original design was just way too massive and cumbersome, and it's like, oh, you'll pay that fifty dollar premium so it can fit into your, under your TV, yep. bitches. Right, so it actually fits. Yeah, yeah, God. I mean, and I had to get my um, TV unit specifically to be able to fit a PS Five. Right, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It shouldn't it's one be. of the criteria. Yeah, shouldn't shouldn't be in this situation. And like to the, to the point where if you want it to stand up now. Like if you don't want it horizontal, that like you've got to buy a 30, 30 bucks stand because it doesn't come with it in in this version now. Oh, because it had a converting stand in yeah the, the, st- the stand version, in right? the and yeah the stand that comes with a big one can do either right. But um, yeah, if you want it, if you want the new one horizontal, they give you this little like perspex peg that you can put under the edge where it's thinner, and that will just hold it up. Apparently. <laughs> Like it clips mm. onto the front and looks really ugly, um, rather than have the, the the stand for it to sit that way, um, or you can stand it up if you buy this thirty dollar thing. It's I don't know. As far as slim redesigns go, this seems like a bad one. <laughs> yes, it is smaller. It is a little bit smaller. Um, I will give them that. Um, but maybe the PS Five design wasn't all that great in the first place. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and the other big thing is this: like uh, they're selling it as a, they're selling basically the digital only version is the version you buy, and then you can optionally for an extra eighty dollars, I think they said it was, um, put the disc drive on it. So they've actually made that, so that's now modular now, um, which is an improvement. I will give them credit for that. <laughs> that would only be an improvement if it, if the system cost eighty less dollars to start with, like, rather than it being eighty extra dollars on top of it already being fifty dollars more expensive. Yeah, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the difference in price between the regular and the regular PS Five is and the and the digital version. I don't know what the the difference in price is. I thought that was like fifty dollars anyway, right? Mm. Something to that effect. So the fact that it's fifty dollars more for the slim version and then another eighty dollars on top for the Basically, it's eighty dollars more now. Yeah, is what it, is what it sounds like. Um, and we haven't had UK pricing or anything like that for this. So, but expect the worst. It's probably eighty pounds more. That doesn't sound like a good deal. Mm. I don't know. 
with Spider-Man Two coming out, like I did, kind of start thinking about, oh, maybe the time, maybe now's the time I get a PS Five. But mm. I don't know. And then this news, this news of a PS Five Slim comes out, and I'm like, oh, maybe now's the time to get a PS Five. And then they announce the pricing of all this stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Well, maybe it will be time to get a PS Five when that price goes yeah, down. Yeah, or maybe like people will buy this version because it will fit in their state, and then eBay off their old console. Well, know. So yeah, maybe, maybe, all that. So maybe that market will get reasonable. Um. Any more news? Oh, breaking news. Break, break, oh, snap, breaking, breaking news. news. Bobby Kotick is leaving Activision Blizzard. Literally what we just talked about. Yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we've got a because that's part of the deal, isn't it? Of the, um, yeah. Because the Activision Blizzard um, um, deal has finally gone through. <laughs> yep. Rocket so League news. What he's going to do next. Because he's been there for like thirty years or something, isn't he? Oh, got yep. Yeah, well, yeah, it must have been. I don't know. I don't know when he joined. Honestly, um, I wonder what his golden like parachute would be like. What does that mean? Like, what was that? <laughs> that's what, what we that's literally what... just talked about? Three hundred million. That's what we said. No, he's not. He's not getting three hundred. Is he? Is that what the golden parachute means? I don't know actually what that phrase yeah, is. That's basically, what it is, isn't it? Yeah. You leave and you get paid a bunch. <laughs> Yeah, to keep you, <laughs> to, to, so that you can float down into your next position. Severance. But yes, we literally did talk about all this. Let's, let's move on. Is that going to uh, be all their stuff? Going to be in the um, game pass? Like, like now. why are we having this conversation again? For real, we did this. We did this then. Did you miss like twenty minutes? <laughs> no. <laughs> we literally, we literally did talk about this. Um, this is a fun. This is a fun bit of a podcast. <laughs> Riot League news. <laughs> They're getting rid of, like, item trading, like, in-game item trading between players. Like, they're, items, there's no, no longer going to be any trading it's at all. It's not Activision, though, is it? What, what, no. It's no, just, this is epic. This is a, well, uh, yeah, I guess it is epic, yes. But he's not going back to... The, the, Why are we talking about Riot League news? Like, <laughs> Why are we talking about Rocket League news? Because I'm moving the podcast be... forward onto a new topic. That's what I'm talking about. Rocket League news. Oh, okay. But yeah, they get rid of the player trading for some. Well, the weird thing is, like, so the reason they say is that they're they're making it like other Epic games where there's no player trading and. There may be cross compatibility of items to different games in the future, which sounds a lot like NFTs, but probably just means like a Steam inventory type thing on Epic, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why they would want to do that. No, I don't know why they would want to do that. But apparently, that like the Sirenix devs are saying that that's an Epic thing, which I presume must be Fortnite, basically. <laughs> oh, right. What? So, like. Behind the scenes, Fortnite is probably running on a prototype inventory system, and they and they might expand that to other games. Or there's other games that already do this. We just don't know about them, which is also possible. Or is this like some kind of like <laughs> the epic cinematic universe where it's like do thing in one, do thing in one game, get thing in another? Yeah, or something like that, possibly. 
but yeah, like I say, it sounds suspiciously like NFTs because that was the whole yeah that what they wanted to do with that was like oh you can have this item in any game because it's a specific item and then every game can just pick up on that data or whatever. Which would never happen. Nope. <laughs> but maybe Epic wants to do something similar, or maybe it is just like a Steam inventory type thing, only slightly more advanced, where other games can read the same item data because i mean you could do that with a steam inventory in theory sure yeah because it's literally just like an item list at a certain point yeah because kinds of games lent into that like red out lent into it of all things yeah like but not not there has i don't think there's ever been any cross game interface in steam inventories Mm. like one game looking at another game's inventory to do something (laughs) don't think that's ever happened was that the? Oh no, because I guess I guess some things looked at your playtime, right? Like because there was the whole earbud thing. No, not the earbud. The um, that was Mac. Yeah, earbuds yeah, were if you ran, ran TF2 on Mac. on Mac, and then there was the Poker Night at the Inventory thing that TF2 did, right? So if you had that, those game, are just then yeah, you got the game crossovers. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't strictly tied to the inventory. Yes, it was. It wasn't one inventory looking at another. It was your game list looking at other games on that list okay this gets extra weird right because the whole point in the inventory is it enables on steam the whole csgo trade Trade. thing yes right and and and, and, and the gun gambling or whatever it is like that whole thing becomes and in rocket league there was like there's there was never any so Rocket League, I guess, was like TF2, which is to say there was a fake in-game economy based on a random item price, like how TF2's in-game trading economy is based on keys, which have mm. a real value, but it's still just an in-game item. Right, 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 yeah. And the, but then, so like that's the same as in Rocket League, I believe. And then every outside trading stuff in Rocket League was highly illegal right. in sort of similar way to Counter Strike. Technically, all the outside stuff is illegal, but they don't worry about it too much. Okay. Yeah, it's outside tools facilitating it. Yeah. So yeah, that's all going to go away, which I'm sure has <laughs> angered a bunch of people. I mean, it shouldn't. No, <laughs> but like video games i'm also interested in like they must have done like research or whatever into what this is going to do to the economy to, to their economy versus like the rocket pass oh what were people buying will be will we, yeah will people go into rocket pass less because they can't they if they don't personally want those items then they're now literally worthless you can't even trade them to someone to get something you do want right gotcha. although i don't think you, can you trade rocket pass items i don't remember or were they uh, were they always player locked player locked yeah but anyway even the, the just the random drops you know those will be Ooh, you know untradeable now as well obviously because mm-hmm. nothing will be tradable I'm second guessing myself now. I actually can't remember mm. how that how that functioned, but I would assume they would play a lot. Yeah, I would have thought so. But yeah, I wonder if there'll be some, but or or are they hoping that this mysterious cross game epic link up will actually promote the, the enthusiasm for Rocket Files? I mean, they 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 have already done some of that cross game stuff in Fortnite, right? Because I get a, you get a Rocket League backpack. Yeah, well, that's, you, that's that's the not that's not the imagery, That's the Steam yeah, game list. That's thing. the old system, but they have already done that at least. Yes. You better need to get the ball on your back. It does just seem like another weird, like, very late into Rocket League's life change for some mysterious, mysterious reason. Do you, think, do you think we're there? We think we're late in Rocket League now? <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. I think it's, we've been there for a while, really. Is, is, is the death of Rocket League upon us? I don't think it's going to be a death of Rocket League. I think it's just going to be the same as it's, it's going to be 
consistent for quite a long time. Okay, well, as well, it has been. You, so you don't you don't think it's dwindling? No. Yeah. Or at least you know not noticeably. Mm. But it's hard to tell, of course, because you know they got rid of all the numbers. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't mention it, but they did. They did undo their change of making the server, server, whatever they called it, the rating, rating like awesome or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they changed that back to wait time twenty six seconds. It's like, well, that's oh. a number, I guess. Yeah, okay, that's actually that's useful. Yeah, <laughs> not the literal player count, but it does no. just give you an indication. Yeah, matchmaking time. That's all right. That's that's respectable. Yeah. Better than it just saying awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's the Rocket League news. That's the that's the Rocket League. So what Oh, I just had one of those moments where I'm sure there was some other news I heard, but it's gone. <laughs> oh, what um Deep Rock. There's Deep Rock news. Oh well, sure, I guess. There's Deep Rock news. Uh so they uh we knew they were working on a season update for the main game. We knew they were working on a Vampire Survivors spin-off well, game. Or maybe that's not them. Oh no, someone. Got, yeah, they're subcontracting it. Yeah, it's not Ghost Ship directly, but there is a Deep Rock other game in like Vampire Survivors like game in in production. Um, but there's another Deep Rock Galactic game in production that is in-house that is made by Ghost Ship. Um, they've. Uh, Basically, because they were working on something that ended up being too big for, a, in their in their words, and something that was too large to be the next season update in the main game, um, it got too big, it got too ambitious, and they were like, "Let's spin this off into a into its own project." Um, so, Deep Rock Galactic Rogue Core um, is a new project that we're not going to see until late next year. Right until it go, they said it will go into early access. I don't think um, they've specifically put a date on that. Okay. Although I thought they sort of implied it was like well yeah late next it's going year. to be deep into next year. I mean, the next season update for Deep Rock Galactic is supposedly going to be like a a like teaser season for Rogue Core essentially. Right, but so, they've, and, they've pushed all that to June. Yes, next that, year. so that so, puts like a minimum time limit on when we're going to really see that game. I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's the bad news in all of this. It's like because they were working on it and decided to push it into its spin it into its own project that the season update is horrendously delayed uh, for the main game. Yes, so it's um, uh, which is a shame. Which I feel like they kept talking about, you know. They don't want. They want to block out time to work on one project at a time, and the, I'm just like so high some more people. I mean, <laughs> at this point, probably. I mean, I mean yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to guess what the finances of the studio are and whether or not that's a viable option. I mean, but... they are. They are publishing these other games. Not yeah. just the vampires. Well, I mean, there's like uh, at least one other one. I mean, that might be part of it, right? Because they'll be pumping money into those other games. Sure, but hopefully making money from that. <laughs> but not yet. Well, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I assume they probably do still have some reserved money from the like last couple of years of Deep Rock getting a like big boost. Mm, yeah, the console release did did gangbusters for them. Yeah, and a general enthusiasm that just came up at around that time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, well, just on the PC side, it's still. I mean, I guess there's been quite a lot of those like co-op shooters in recent years right and some of them have been bad it's it's this is a little bit like what we were talking about before the podcast about hero shooters right there was a phase where everyone tried to make one of those and then we've sort of been through a phase of a lot of people trying to make co-op shooters yeah um you know like was it back for blood i guess dare i speak the name redfall (laughs) um 
you know, there's uh, GTFO, that kind of stuff. There's which, that was one of the better ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a there's been a bit of a, a phase of that of late, uh, and this one has stuck around for all of it, and is now. I, I think it started to bubble. I think as a result, like there were a lot of them, and people were like, "Oh well, maybe I want to play these, but these all kind of suck." And then, oh, Deep Rock Galactic's good. Ah. Yeah, Deep Rock so Galactic is the one everyone likes. Yeah. And I'll sort of talk about another one of those in a little bit later. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and Vermintide. Vermintide's good. Sure. Um, well, Vermintide was good eventually, I guess. Supposedly, well, I don't know about the first one. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing it like late into Vermintide 2's life cycle. But... And supposedly Dark Tide isn't great, but no, really. every, everyone's hoping that's going to basically do the same thing the same as Vermintide, thing. where it's going, to get, it's going to get better. Right. <laughs> you think they'd already know? Like, yeah, you would think so. Yeah. But yeah, I'm disappointed that the, the new season of Deep Rock isn't going to come out until June. But on the oh, plus it's, side... It's a long bloody time at this point. Yeah. On the plus side, that does already at this point give me a time limit so I don't have to worry about grinding yeah, the you season. Don't, you don't have to stress it. <laughs> don't have to stress it. That's good. Uh, is that news? Yeah, I think Ooh. that might be news. If we could go back to the Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft, though, for a minute, because that's like the big news this, thing this week. Um, I don't understand this. This is the Competition and Markets Authority, is the UK thing that gave approval. But uh-huh. in order to give that approval, they had to give the rights to the streaming, which is like a Stadia-style streaming, even though Stadia shut down. To They had to give the rights... To Ubisoft. to Ubisoft, yeah, but then Ubisoft, but then that doesn't count inside the EU. So it has to be outside the EU that Ubisoft can uh, license any Activision Blizzard game for streaming, like Call of Duty and all that stuff. Right, can be licensed outside the EU for, but inside the EU. If you own one of those games already, then you get a free license to stream via any of cloud gaming. So, so it can be on loads of different oh, services. Weird. It's definitely not just the Microsoft one. So, this, and right, then, okay, but why so is it Ubisoft? The, the Ubisoft had to bid for it because it could have been anyone, but I guess Ubisoft won the rights to I mean, that, stream I, Activision I, I don't Blizzard know that, games. I, I don't know that we've been privy to that detail, how that came about i like it's but it, like whether it, microsoft just dealt with ubisoft to say look hey we've, we've made a deal with ubisoft to sort to, to offload it um it, yeah it looks like they must have gone to microsoft or the microsoft must have allowed bids to them to say to the uk regulators to grant them the license to distribute it outside the eu in order to pass, but it's the UK regulators who are in. Oh, of course, we're not in the EU. Oh, yeah, because of, of Brexit. Yeah. Oh, but we're not in the EEC. Okay. But it's they get the rights, Ubisoft get the rights for the streaming rights for all Activision Blizzard games upcoming for the next 15 years. Yep. It's a bonkers amount of time. Um, which I suppose is. Yeah. So, but that, why would. Wait, wait, wait. So, that, wait, so what? Hang on. Let me. Now I'm a bit confused. So, what is outside the EU? They're not allowed to do it, but inside the EU, they're allowed that Microsoft is still allowed. Is that the way around it is? So, like in America, it would still be Ubisoft running the show, or is it just the UK where Ubisoft runs the show? I'm I'm a bit lost. So, it says if you live in a country that's part of the European Economic Area, um, then you get free license to stream via any cloud gaming service of your choice. Okay, so if you're, so if you're in the EU, then 
or the European Economic Area, I guess, which is different. Yeah, than the EU. Um, which includes Norway, but doesn't include UK, I guess. Oh, but doesn't include you. Okay, no, currently anyway. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, signs are pointing to us getting back in, right? Um, well, no, they're not. <laughs> I, mean, I thought that was kind of like the swell at the moment that it's like it might start. We might be trying to get, get gonna back get into any... that. <laughs> I don't think they're going to let us back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're not going to let us back in. I don't think, or any other deal. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, I maybe maybe yeah, gets in. They yeah, can let, sort let, it out. It depend, depends what the deal mm. is, right? Like, if if it's beneficial to the EU, they'll let us in. But, uh, but this is just specifically this is the streaming, not in the like Twitch streaming sense. This is the streaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, 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 game, the Xbox game, game cloud gaming yeah. type thing. Yeah. But so, but it was it would it be powered by Xbox like cloud gaming, but licensed by Ubisoft? Or is I don't even think that's true. I think it would have no. to have to be on because I don't know that there would that there would be too much technical work to achieve that. Right, where there's probably less technical work to. Yeah, put it on a system Ubisoft already have, which they do already have. Thanks, they've to, already got one. Yeah, yeah, Ubisoft Plus is this thing. Oh, do, okay, so they actually have a full-on streaming service because I've only ever heard yeah, yeah. of them doing cloud editions of games. Um, no, they've like got a, a full-on one, and then they'll make all the Activision Blizzard games on there, and the next ones for the next fifteen years. Mm. And but it's also available on like in the EU on like the Nvidia on the GeForce Now service. Assuming they actually do the work to put it there, I guess. Assuming Nvidia right, I guess sort, so. sort so it out, just, and or if Nvidia, it, well, is it that they could, or does Nvidia still have to do that deal to get it? Right, I don't know. Is, is, yeah, is it still Maybe. open? Or like, so yeah. it's not just that they it it has to be exclusive. Oh, it can't be exclusive. It can't be exclusive. It's that, yeah, it's that they. I think it has to be on some of these other services in order for it to be uh, deemed, you know, to for the terms of the Competition and Markets Authority. Yeah, I think I think it sounds uh, like it makes it sound like Microsoft can't block the other services from getting it if they want, but perhaps a deal still has to be done from these other services to say, like, yeah, you know, Nvidia still have to do the work to license it essentially if they want it. Right? They're not going to just mm. be able to have it for free. That can't. It can't work like that. Um, yeah, but they've already done the work with Ubisoft to make that happen, right? That's I think that's what this is implying that, that they've already gone gone away with Ubisoft and said, yeah, we've got a deal to sort that out. But if anyone else wants to, you can. You just need to talk to us, kind of thing, because we have to allow it. Mm. <laughs> like, but we've still got to sort a deal out, I guess, to to make that happen. Otherwise, it just seems grossly unfair to be like, yeah, you guys can have the games for free, whatever. <laughs> it's weird. It's, yeah, it's too weird. But I suppose they had to make a concession. But like that seems such a why is it Ubisoft anyway? It's so weird. It's a strange choice. Um, but, but I guess they don't see them as threats. Is probably what it is. Like yeah, Microsoft went to Ubisoft because they don't see Ubisoft as a as a, as a yeah. I guess that makes sense. Right, as opposed to and also I think Sony they are trying to sweeten the pot because I don't think Ubisoft Plus. Oh, I can't remember this actually. I can't remember if Ubisoft Plus is part of Game Pass yet. Um. I don't think it is, uh, or at least it was separate at one point. Um, um, so they might be trying to sweeten the pot between themselves and Ubisoft Plus to get Ubisoft Plus in Game Pass in the same way that EA Play is part of Game Pass. Mm. So this might this might actually be like a, uh, <laughs> a sneaky backhanded way of getting even more stuff into Game Pass in the long run. Mm, I suppose so. 
Because are they going to put all the old Call of Duties on on Game Pass? Because they're not on there right now. Uh, you can't potentially, play like... yeah, the old stuff can potentially go on. Yeah, I think. And what else? Did but they but play? I don't. Well, that's my understanding. I like I don't know exactly what the rulings are around that stuff, but. Um... Like but, but, Hawks, but they're not they're not Activision, they're not they're not allowed yeah it is Activision. um they're not allowed to put the brand brand new stuff i think is the thing like they've still right, got to, they've right, got to right. let it be sold competitively right. on other platforms like so, they're not going to put diablo 4 on game pass are they like i mean they might maybe maybe like um, a year after launch or something we'll, we yeah. might we might see it there so so it's had a um I don't know, whatever the phrase is, like a competitive amount of time like by which to sell on PlayStation, then it can turn up on Game Pass, something like that. So you might see CODs delayed by a year or maybe even more, something like that. Mm. Um, I think that's reasonable and probably what we'll see. But other yeah. Activision properties, fair game. They'll probably come up. So this is, I mean, this is going to have an impact, obviously, like uh, you'll you'll start noticing it in your, uh, and like combined with the, I guess that's their idea, combined with their refreshed Xbox, because clearly like from that leak, the refreshed Xbox is more exciting than the refreshed PlayStation 5 that they just, we just talked about. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing really, the, the refreshes for the Xbox don't really have anything interesting other than they are ditching the cd drive from the x right that's the, mm, that's true that's the bullet at least point. with the ps5 slim it has a like detachable one you can so optionally you can, put it back you can on add one but, yeah but yeah the new series x isn't going to have one so it's going to be digital mm. only um uh, the cylinder i guess is the one that would, and, I, and i think that's a mistake i think they should they should always have a physical method and mm. so, in like, unless they're planning to keep selling the old Series X alongside the this new Series X, that seems like a weird choice, yeah. personally. Um, <laughs> again, that roadmap leak is super old, so it's yeah, there's a chance. There's a, there's oh a good, yeah, there's a good I chance. Suppose. There's a good chance none it's of that is actually then. true. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. A reasonable chance that that that's not actually what will happen. Um, I wonder if they like laid the groundwork, like because this has been in the works for so long, this big deal. Like whether they laid the groundwork for, um, you know, coming in and sorting out the fucking culture at the at <laughs> Blizzard, and so you know, oh, yeah, Bobby Kotak was going to be fired, like for, for well, not fired, but like no, they, they out, have, basically they for would, all of the they would have never got rid of him. Let's be fair, like they, they no. would put pressure on him, but he would have never have gone because there's been a lot of pressure yeah. on him. And it's this never... is the only way to get rid of him, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so, yeah yeah so i suppose they've they've finally done it but um, yes i think uh, i think like microsoft have generally had a hands-off approach to the story uh, mostly hands-off approach to this to the studios they've acquired um you know they put some mm, they put some pressures huge, on though. yeah i mean this is big but yeah yeah like it's not it's not like they they dabble too much as far as we're aware in bethesda or Zenimax stuff they still let them do what they do um, yeah, I don't know. I if it, so. I'm still watching Psych Odyssey, and it seems like they've been a relatively light touch on Double Fine. Um, oh yeah, um, but that really is a different scale, though, isn't it? Little, yeah. Sure, but still, fine, like but it's yeah. it's it's indicative of what they want to do with their with yeah, their studios. That's true. Um, that's true. So I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think Microsoft are going to be heavy handed with yeah with Activision I think Blizzard with good reason, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, Maybe, maybe not in terms of culture. Well, no, no, sorry, culture is not the word. Maybe not in terms of like what their development plans are. If you see, like the games they they were 
the group was planning to make or put out and stuff like that but at least internally with how they staff how they the yeah the culture side i think they're going to go go like look you've got an image problem this needs sorting out um uh but whether that i don't think that will necessarily like skew the project if you see what i mean i don't think it will skew whatever they're working on it won't skew overwatch 3 if that exists or diablo 5 or you know whatever whatever they have in the works i don't even know at this point yeah because they put out all the big stuff haven't they new crash bandicoot that's probably still happening right (laughs) um yeah yeah can't <laughs> 70 billion dollars for crash bandicoot yeah. tony hawk's pro skater six say <laughs> yeah uh i mean maybe they will bring back spyro the dragon or some shit i don't know i suppose that did happen didn't it uh it got remastered i don't think they made yeah. a new one but um no the, but the remaster has, has seemed decent um yeah Anyway, I think that's the news. Guitar Hero. The return of Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Oh, that would be so good. I mean, that would be the best thing that could possibly come out of the Microsoft deal. <laughs> it's like bring back the... See, now you can play Guitar guitars. Hero and you can also dust off dust off that old Kinect sensor and play it without a guitar. <laughs> did they do that? Like, no, like, I don't think they did. No. I don't, <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think they ever idea. did an Air Guitar Hero. No. They just need to bring back the basic controller. Oh, Maybe make it a bit a bit less plasticky this time around. Not or it can be plastic, but you know what I mean. A bit less Fisher pricey. <laughs> I don't uh, know. It might be too expensive if they do that. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you want to make it really accessible. I don't know. I missed Guitar Hero. I would totally play that again. I don't, I, must I, be, I've must got be so space many... for it down the back of my sofa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can hide it away. Yeah. It must That's be, fine as long as it's wireless. I think there must be so many of those peripherals hanging about, like, the, and there are ways of making yeah. them making them work with modern. Oh, consoles, I know, but, uh, but it's basically retro tech at this point. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of sad times. It's just so massive compared to like most other like retro controllers. It's true. It's true. Anyway. We haven't been playing Guitar Hero, sad times. Do you know anyone that ever had the like the rock band keyboard? No, existed, I only know right? the drum kit and the and the yeah, but was there a keyboard? There was a keyboard, yeah. Uh I know who had the uh the um DJ Hero deck decks or whatever. Right, yeah, I borrowed that for a bit. I don't own one. Yeah. But, um... Okay, I've definitely seen that, but mm. the keyboard I don't know. Because yeah. you can't play, like, I would like to be able to play the Beatles rock band, but it's basically inaccessible, right? You what, need the what disc. What a cool thing that was. Yeah. yeah. You need the disc. Uh, Kippers, Have they I bought think. that? I suppose that'll never be re-released, will it, because of licensing? But... No, probably not. Um, so so Kippers had that, I think, and you could, like, wow. in, in the old, in the 360 era of rock band, you could, you could load that, I think, onto the hard disc, so it would just be available in the other rock band games. Oh, that's cool. Because I think they did that with all the like spin-off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's things. what you. So like Lego yeah, with... Rock Band, for instance, you could just download all the the, the songs and right. the, and the and the note tracks to your hard disk, and then you could. So you just... have like all the themed menus and stuff, or whatever. No, or, 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 or all, all the, the comedy backgrounds and things they did for those. Get the specific backgrounds. Oh, they, did for but that they were stuff. great. So yeah, they yeah. Are, they don't come across unfortunately, but oh, okay. but but you, you would at least songs. get the songs. So you'd have your all, okay. your all your songs in one library. Was the idea. Mm-hmm. Too um, bad, and I think they might have done soft. the work for the most part in the X Bone variants of Rock Band and Guitar Hero, so you could do that as well. 
like I think Harmonix did a lot of work to make sure that could be ported through somehow. Can't really remember, but I think if you, uh, yeah, not if you downloaded them to your console, but there was a way of getting all your DLC at least if you'd actually bought it like digitally onto the new versions of the game. Um, mm. So they, they did that at least, but it's not not helpful if you're like us and have the discs. <laughs> then you then you actually have to go back to the 360 and do all that. Yeah, it's the only way. Right, I think it's time for what you've been playing. It is indeed. Zach, what have you been playing? The short period that I need to talk about the stuff I've been playing. <coughs> um, played more of Orion in multiplayer, continued not actually making much progress. <laughs> is it, that game gets to a weird point where you're like, it's like you have this progression through different tiers of minerals. And once you hit like the middle of that progression, you sort of get in this like, it's like a state where you don't want to progress because everything is like, you're sort of waiting for things that you want to initiate at this point, but you don't want to progress any further. Like we've just built our first station, but you like, you want to build more than one, but that takes a lot of money and time and like, well, depending on how much effort you put into designing the stations, I guess. <clears throat> I spent some time making like a modular set of pieces that you can basically make a station out of real quick. I'm not sure if that's going to get used or not, but <laughs> that was more just for me. I was just t- taking some time doing some design work. But yeah, you get to this point where you're like, we don't really want to move into the next area and the next mineral because we don't feel like we've really exploited everything we can get at this point, but that's because the game allows you to do so much at this point. It's like, now you have the the money, basically, to be able to build stations, and we've just introduced, like, fighter bays and all that stuff to your ships. I mean, there's a new thing in every tier of mineral, like, the next middle life is, like, teleporters or whatever, but mm. it does feel like at this exactly the middle point of the tech tree of minerals, there's, like, slightly too much stuff mounting up, but it's not really necessarily linked to the mineral. It's just, like, the progression of you getting through that game and understanding more of the systems sort of comes to this point where you're like, we need to sort of sit here for a while and just consolidate. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Mm. I don't think we've, I don't think either in multiplayer or single player, I don't think we've ever got past this point. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. It's just like we get to this point and then we just stop eventually. Mm. We'll see. And then I played a shit ton of auto noughts because oh, I right. just went back to that randomly. Mm. I had a moment where I looked at the achievements and I was like, oh yeah, I, I never got the last achievements in this game. But of course, that means playing the whole goddamn game again because you can't go back. You have to start over. <laughs> and actually, there have been some updates to this game since the last time I played it, whenever goddamn that was. Which do make it slightly you know, more convenient. They added like a... You used to copy programs by using a, basically a literal floppy disk where you'd like run up to one robot, copy the program to the disk, run up to the other ro- robot and then download it onto right. the robot. And then you'd have, so you'd basically have like a big pile of disks somewhere that you, where you'd have your important programs saved. But they basically made a virtual version of that now where you can just hit a button in the UI and just upload it to the database and then download that to another bot. Oh man, that should be like a, an upgrade though, right? So you start well, with a floppy disk. Well, it is technically then... an upgrade, but okay. you don't have to spend very long with the disk at all now. Oh, okay. So the, the, okay, okay. 
Well, that makes sense because you kind of want the, the, the discs are kind of conceptually kind of cool. Well, I mean, but, there, like, there is but, still, but also not very helpful. There is still technically one reason to use the discs, which is that because the disc is a physical item, mm-hmm. you can give it to a bot and have the bot programmatically upload a program to another bot. Oh, right. So nice. you can have them, like, when when a new bot gets built, you can, like, upload default programming or whatever if you need it to do something. Yeah. Which is sort of cool, mm. but not much of a use case for that, really. Or automating the growth of your automation. Kind of, but, like, the way I've had been running in this save with my bot factory is, like, they get built, but then I, you have to, I have to, like, come back there to install the various upgrades because, like, on the, at the tier of bots that I have, they have two upgrade slots, and, like, depending on what sort of programming or what tasks they're doing, they might want different upgrades, so I still kind of have to come in and do that manually. I mean, I suppose I could set it up so it makes, like, a whole line of bots where each different combo of upgrades is represented and then, then I can just take whichever one is the one that I need at the moment. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it's easier just not to do that. Just I'll just run back there and quickly jam the upgrades in it and then go. Because <laughs> sometimes I have to come back there anyway because the programming is like, usually the first thing they have to do is like pick up a tool, which is also right there because this is my original part of my factory is where all the tools are made. So I kind of have to be there regardless because mm. you have to show the bots what to do physically. Oh, oh, oh right, okay. <laughs> Just a little bit like the satisfactory, like you've got to drive the route for, yes, the, for pretty, the trucks to follow. Pretty much. But yes, with the new bot database, we can just upload the program. There's also a few other like ease of use manipulations to the programs where like in the bot database, you can, if you've got a bot, you can just link them to a program that already exists, which creates an exact duplicate. Or you can download the program, which then it keeps it unlinked. So, but then you can edit that program without editing the one in the database to like make minor changes like look at look at this other building instead of the one that's in the database version of the program or whatever which you kind of have to do if you've got multiple of the same building i do find that it's kind of weird that they never change that like if you've got like eight freshing machines that are freshing corn or whatever you have to you have to go to the bot database, download the program for the freshing machine, change every instance where it says freshing machine one to freshing machine true two, which they did at least yeah. change to be like a one button push thing where you can just hold shift and do it once and it will change every change reference. all of them. Yeah, like a yeah, like a but map, you do like still have rename. you do still have to do that for like eight different bots. You can't just have all eight of those bots linked to one program and then have it like create an iteration of like changing the name of the machine in by one increment or whatever. Mm. You do still have to individually edit each bot's program. Right, I see. Which is kind of annoying. <laughs> it's not like you can... Would that be mildly... Oh, I suppose no. Like, I was about to say, would that be mildly easier where you... like? I was thinking of like an, inv- an inversion of control mechanism like where it's like the, 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 you specify your variables for the bot's program like up front and you just say, no, this is the trash message and then it fills it in in the programmer where it needs to. Mm. Like, would that be easier? Like 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 a, a, a layer above of variables that you can then change? Because the, the other thing that... like The other way you could have solved it in this game system is... When you're telling them to pick up an item off the ground, it gives an area search where they'll just look for any items within this box that you specify. And if it could do that with machines to say, find a machine of this type in this area, that could sort of solve that problem as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's just like, yeah, find the thresher in this field. But it, yeah, but you can't do that. You still, for a lot of tasks, you still specifically have to target a machine and that machine-specific output square. Right, yeah. Because then, uh, that might not work either, though, because you'd have to do that for every 
thing in the program, right? To say, find the thresher in this field. And then when you refer to it later, find the thresher in this field and then move that, what this field is. Well, there is a trick to that though, because there's one way you can do that, which is the area that you define can also be linked to a signpost. So you can literally pick up the uh, signpost and carry the area around. Oh yeah, but then and then, then make a copy of that sign. Well, you can make a copy of one signpost and then link it to link all the programs to that one signpost because that's one thing you have to retarget and that would propagate to all the different. Oh, I see. So the signpost is your variable effectively. Yeah, yeah. basically. Huh. It's like I use that for my cl- cleanup squad, where it's just like I need to get rid of all the trees and other crap in this area. Drop the cleanup sign, and then just they just clean up everything in that zone. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. So yeah, that's all it knows. Maybe I'll maybe I'll finish it. I don't know. I've got about as far as I've ever got in that game again, which is like the metal age right. where you fight where you reach the last tier of robots. Actual metal robots. Not made of wood any longer. I was just thinking, there's like a plot line in Detective Pikachu where lumbars carry stuff around like that. Right, yeah. They, they, they go to the you put a sign down and they go, I know where to go. <laughs> oh well, that's the Pokemon programming. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the visual programming the, the, the break of the, Pokemon. The Lombards learn where the where the sign is and so they get if they get given a package with that symbol on they go, I know where to go. Like <laughs> Yeah. I made, so yeah, the metal is it's kind of awkward because much like Factorio suddenly you are going to have to rebuild everything because like mm. up to this point the bots have all been made of wood now we're on metal bots so completely different bot factory right yeah <laughs> gonna have to rebuild that whole thing and reprogram every one of those robots as part of that process potentially trash all your bots and replace yep. them all. yeah i may or may not do that yeah i mean a lot of them you know some of them are upgrade where i could upgrade to make them just better like i don't actually know it's something i've never actually been able to tell very easily is like whether a better type of bot is just inherently better for, like, say, mining. Like, does mining take less time mm. if it's a better tier of bot or not? Right. I think it probably does, but yeah, it's it's more sense. subtle in the higher tiers. Like, I think at the tier one robots to, like, tier two, it's kind of noticeable. But I think the higher tier ones do still have an effect. But is it worth the effort right, yeah. <laughs> of rewriting all of that? Although Miners is one of the ones where you can easily have all their programs linked in the bot database and just clone it. Have eight of them all linked to the same one program, and that's fine. Because <laughs> it only has to look for an area of ground to oh, mine in. <laughs> no buildings necessary. So yeah, that's all that's. And that's pretty much all I've played. No, so uh, now, you've, now you've finished Zelda, not going back to... Is there anything left to mop up in I, that thing? Well... Right? Not really, unless I want to try and scour the world for goddamn Addisons. <laughs> right. But I, I do. I have still kept thinking about going back to my alt account, the potential uh, like sequence breaking attempt. I still haven't got right. round to trying any of that yet. Mm. I've just been having a break off there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's fair. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, Segway. Dan, have you been uh, Zeldering that? Uh, yeah, I bet. Where you at? What's been happening? Tell us your stories. I'm in, I'm in a color. Yeah, I'm on my way to the um to the tech lab. Have you found the Korok you can catapult into oblivion in there? <laughs> I mean, you could do that with any Korok, but there's one in particular. Oh, is there one in particular? Oh, up behind the horse god. I guess you haven't quite oh. gone that far yet because you're at the stable. I, have, I did meet the whole god, horse god. So yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah he's, he's not far from there. The yeah, okay, I'll look out for that guy. There's like obvious catapult materials near him, and it's just like, don't overdo it. 
<laughs> Not that it's possible to choose whether to overdo it, really. No, but it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so what happens if you knock him? Because he's trying to get to his friend, isn't yeah. he? So what happens if you just... Oh, it's, it's a particular section where the, 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 the target is up a mountain, right? Or right. it's up a really big cliff near you. So, But it gives you, like, planks and one of those self-writing things. Yes. So it's like, well, clearly I need to build a catapult out of this. And, uh, um, and then you're right on the cliffs of Akala, <laughs> yeah. right next to the sea. So if you overshoot, ah. like you just fire him into the sea. And I think I fired him far, far enough where he just basically despawned immediately. <laughs> like, right. I much. mean, what do you and do when he's just well, in the sea? Well, well, yeah, I, I looked around for ages trying to find him. And then after a while, like, like and, and then I went back to the spot and he's like, and he wasn't there. Like, so it's like, oh, he's got to be somewhere. So then I ended up sort of spending ages like browsing the area, trying to see like where he could have possibly ended up. And then eventually he just respawned. And it's like, oh, so, 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 clearly, so he did just eventually respawn time. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. So it's like, I, I just, th- I, clearly I just threw him into oblivion. Because in, <laughs> in my case, I could see where he went into the sea. Oh, I, could, I couldn't see a thing. I, could, just, I distinctly saw where he was in the end, where I was like, oh, look, there's a tiny dot down there in the ocean. <laughs> but I never came, never went back there to see if he respawned. But in context, my catapult was long enough that I couldn't activate it from, from where, from, from the <laughs> well, You were end. too far away from the far away. item. Yeah. Right. So I had to, it was pretty big. <laughs> but it was very funny. I enjoyed it. And I think as we discussed previously about that, maybe the, here's a tip for you, Dan, in case you do do this, which is ride the catapult with him and then you'll at least be yeah. able to tell where he's going. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, right, I didn't, yeah. I didn't do that. Don't try and look at where he's going because you won't be able to follow it. <laughs> right. I didn't do that okay. because I couldn't, because I couldn't act yeah. it. So that was, that was my mistake. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Is that using the parts that, that snap upright or yeah, whatever? The, yeah, yeah. Self-writing okay. device thing, whatever the hell that's called. I've already forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Is it stabilizer? I guess. <laughs> yeah, probably. How about uh what's what's been happening in uh, Disco Elysium? Are you racist uh, yet? <laughs> Have you fully committed to the racism? <laughs> I was mulling it over in my mind, <laughs> but I haven't gone back to the guy to uh, to show off my uh, my race theory mad skills that I seem to have developed. I don't know, but surely knowledge is anyway. Knowledge is no bad thing, as long as you've got the right mindset. I suppose you get kind of... <laughs> but does that guy have the right mindset? No, his no. mindset is like falling apart. <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah, having some weird um, weird visions. A little bit of knowledge is dangerous. Okay. Mm. Indeed. Lol, so is that what you got to say on that? <laughs> That's the segue to Rob, I suppose. On on Disco Elysium, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Alrighty, I shall. What? I, 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 I played a tiny amount of Zelda. Okay. A, t- a tiny amount. Um, I mean, you played a tiny amount while I, <laughs> I was here last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played, played a little bit more since. Just, just, or, I haven't done a huge amount because I was playing it whilst under... Well, attempting to play it whilst uh, attempting to also watch a small child. Um, which is difficult, um, unless he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't need to watch him. Exactly. Or, well, technically, I guess. Oh, but, but, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm, oh, I'm I got um, a quest in Disco Elysium to, uh, to uh, uh, 
sing karaoke. <laughs> that seemed to be the key, most important. Um, was it? Was it back objective. in the time? <laughs> Sorry, was it yeah. back back in the time? You keys a crossover. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. I mean, that would, I, I think you could bring some of the themes to to Yakuza, or what is it called now? Like, like a, a dragon. dragon. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty good. If, if suddenly it just goes into this super no, melodramatic no, 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 ballad, no, no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> banger. Actually, can you call like ballads bangers? Is that I, mean, I suppose people do. Or call you, anything a banger. Or just or just ha- you just have to hold up a lighter and shout tune. <laughs> it's old school. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can call it a banger if it's if it's a slow one. If it's a ballad, <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose you could you could call it your jam, right? It's still allowed, right? It's a slow jam. Yeah, it could be a jam. Yeah, I don't know about banger. Jam. It's not. It's not got a donk on it. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm faffing around in the jungle in, in Zelda at the moment, sort of doing a bit of that. I, I was in the south. Yeah, I was thinking about perhaps doing a little bit. Of, well, I want to figure out what's going on in the sky because there's that big, like, clouded area on the sky map, and I haven't been able to work out how you get there yet. So it's <laughs> you know the answer is always to build a flight machine, technically. But um, that's not what you actually need. You haven't worked out why you need to get there well, yet. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, because it's totally unlabeled. No one's talked about it. Like it's not. It doesn't seem to be affecting much. It's just it's an oddity, right? It's not one of those like yellow markers that the game normally has. Like it's clearly not a temple because uh, I've done all those. Um, but it's um. I don't know what it is. And it's like, well, I was kind of expecting there to be something on the ground to sort of like hint at what it is, right? Because that's how it's always been so so far. That, like, there'll be something that will be like, oh, what, what the, what's going on up there? Like, why do we well, have to do this? Uh, kind of. I mean, I wouldn't have said like the like the Skyforge isn't really hinted at any point. Skyforge? That weird like spiral tower with the fans on the outside that's sort of just slightly north of oh, the right. cloud area. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I mean, there's a shrine up there, but yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's there's nothing. Not a there's no. There was no like thing that pointed that out to you, even though it's one of the larger sky islands. Yeah, and there's not really anything special no, there, right? It's not just, really. No, it's just another. It's just a bigger sky island. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But, well, there's, but there's, as I say, this one's different because it's got a squall on the map. And it's, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm. I'm waiting to find a thing. Otherwise, I'll, I don't know. I'll, catapult myself up there somehow like <laughs> throw myself into oblivion and see what happens um yeah and like it's one of those things i think there's plenty of stuff on my mind like it's like oh, i definitely want to do this before finishing the game i definitely want to do this before finishing the game and then and then i just faff around in the jungle for ages um <laughs> but is that part of finish, finishing what you need to do well no none of it's what i need to do <laughs> what is what you need to do i want to go do the koga quest right okay sure um i mean that's not that could be very quick, depending on how direct you want to do that. Yeah, I guess. I've done two steps of it, I think. Um, don't know how that puts it. There's probably at least three left, I guess, is what that means. Um, uh, or maybe two. I don't know. I've lost count. Uh, what else have I been up to in that? Uh, yeah, I kind of want to do the rest of the like stable like pen pen guy sure i mean you must be pretty close to the, yeah like, but i went to the like the last stable i've, I've found like uh, and added to the list it's like he wasn't he doesn't appear to be there so it's like hang on a minute that doesn't seem right like isn't he all of them um 
The Jungle State. The Jungle one, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the problem, I suppose, now. It's like, uh, he doesn't see... And, and, uh, oh, yeah. does, wait, does the... Does the jungle one let you complete another quest that you would have had for ages? Because it's where you find the mystery animals. That Zelda... Oh, yes, they are there. I haven't done that yet. Because um, that—that's a pen quest, Don, right? Are there? Oh, is it? Because that's from, from like that's from like the the stable outside Kakariko in the valley, oh. Dueling Peak stable. I think that's where they first get mentioned. They start mentioning them, yeah, because they're, they're on the wall, isn't they? Yeah, one of them. Um, so that might technically be a pen quest, but you might not just be there. It might be the end of a pen quest rather than the start of one. Yeah, maybe. That you've just had forever and kind of forgotten about. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember there being one where I've just left him, right? Like, just hanging out. Yeah. Maybe. I don't actually remember. That's just my theory. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe. But, well, I mean, I'm going to go see those guys anyway. But like, sure. Because why not? See what happens. Uh, yeah, maybe he's just over there. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not, you just haven't seen him yet. Maybe he's not at the, sta- the, 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 the stable and he's over by the, by the Don Duns. Um, uh, yes, there's a bit of that. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, I forgot to mention on last podcast, I actually got around to finishing Bomber of Cyberpunk. Right. I totally forgot about that. Sorry. Which is probably not a great indication, right? That it's like, uh, but anyway, that, that game was fine. It's like I've been back to it a few times since to try and because there are a few things you can do after they get like the, you, there are achievements for making sure you get all of the graffiti spots in a level. Right. There's a couple of places why I have no idea how to get to those graffiti spots, um, and it, it turns out there are like um, you, so there, there are three like traversal methods in this game like there's the skates, the bike, and the skateboard, uh, and they all kind of actually have a unique trait that I didn't realize. Like they can they can all get to slightly different areas mm. but um like the bikes are really obvious because occasionally you'll, you'll find like yellow garage looking doors over the place that have a big ass bike symbol on them <laughs> but it's not particularly obvious that they actually open because if you just ride over there they don't do anything immediately there's like a little button to the side that takes that you can see like will eventually flash green but you have to be there quite a while, like for a little bit of time and then the gate will open and it's like it's a little strange <laughs> it's like a weird um, bike detector yeah kind of yeah <laughs> Um, and then you get in there, and sometimes there's extra routes that can lead you to graffiti or some other unlockables and things like that. Um, uh, I'm telling you these because they're not spoilers, because the game doesn't actually really like explain these, right? Until, like, and it's kind of a—I don't think that's—I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. It doesn't seem to be a way to find these out. But there's these little red poles sticking out of the ground in places, and I'm like, "What the bloody hell are these? What do you do with these?" And it's like, no, apparently the skateboard can just sort of like land on them, and then you spin around on the spot, and then the pole goes up for some reason. <laughs> Okay, that does seem the kind of thing that you would hope would be explained by some kind of tutorial yeah, or at some point. I, like, I feel like I've just missed that completely, and the um, I don't know where that w- was if it was mentioned, like where it was or anything like that. I don't know, and 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 the skates, like if you do the their equivalent of the manual, I suppose, and sort of like just slide on the side on them, that can apparently break glass under your feet for some reason okay because there was a bit where i found a collect there was a collectible i could obviously see like inside like a glass under under a glass roof and i'm like well there's other places in the game where i can break break glass by like turboing into it like what how do i get into the one that's under my feet so i I mean and there was a big there's a big tower next to it so i was like jump to your death yeah (laughs) basically i'll just do that like i'll just get to the top of this thing and jump on it from a great height and that will smash it right 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 totally doesn't as it turns out, you just have to like get right, just do this little slide on it, and then it will break the glass for some reason. It's like that, that one's real stupid. <laughs> like I don't understand why that's a thing. Um, I thought like maybe there'd be some air trick I could do or something that would like 
clearly stomp, but mm. there, there's none of that. Um, it's a bit of a weird choice. I've only found one place where I can actually do that um, so far. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll... I, I, I don't, honestly, at this point, I don't know if I'll go back to much more of it because, like as I say, there's a few of the graffiti spots I don't know how to get to and I can't figure it out. Um, there's... Uh, there's there's some unlockable areas you can get to if you do enough of graffiti in an area. Then they'll like the 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 old. I think they're literally called the old guys. Will just um open up specific areas. And you can, there's usually a few more like route ramps and rails and things. You a few more graffiti spots behind those. Maybe an unlockable at times. Uh, and the other things you can do is you can recruit more of the cast of characters to be playable, but they usually have a as it turns out, very difficult score challenge for you to beat, and they're lengthy. Like they will get like, "Here, have four minutes. You need to beat my score target," and it's go nuts. And it's those are really hard, as it turns out. Like I've I've I had a, a good few stabs at the the one for the Frank's character, for instance, um, which is one of the earlier areas in the game, and uh, in in Versa Hill, I think it's called. And uh, yeah, just I, I can't I can't get close to that target. Um, Managed to get the one in the mall um, when they hit the target for that one, um, but you basically need a perfect run, like no mistakes through it. Um, but even when I did a perfect run and didn't have a mistake and didn't lose my combo, I still didn't have enough points. And I'm like, okay, what? There's clearly a run. There must be a run here somewhere that makes this possible, but I don't know what it is. Hmm. Um, uh, but it was just you know because it's a lengthy ass challenge, I couldn't be asked to keep retrying it. <laughs> It did sort of like, nope, I don't know. Moving on. Um, yeah, so I don't know that I'll... I don't, don't think I'll 100% it, but I will go back to it from time to time just because it's a... I don't know. It's got that vibe. And the music's cool. So I'll, I'll come back in and hear that song about your ass, ass, ass quite a few more times. <laughs> um, uh, what else have we been doing? I started playing Exo Primal for some reason. Okay. What is that? <laughs> Exo Primal is Capcom's five-player co-op shooter in a dinosaur okay. world. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> kind of. Because I could kind of tell. Well, sort of. The 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 plot is. The, I'm here for the plot because it's really stupid. Um, and and this game tries to make it so it's like okay, the more you play the actual like multiplayer game, the more. The story unlocks over time, and you can go watch these cutscenes and learn more about the lore of this ridiculous thing. So the setup is: you're in a world where uh, a a company called Ibius have made uh, this this like very powerful AI called Leviathan, uh, and that that uh, this AI has been generating um, has been building exosuits for for combat scenarios, um, and then one day. Dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> that, that covers the name of the game. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then one day, dinosaurs. And this this is apparently now like a global phenomenon where di- random dinosaur attacks can break out. Um, to the point where like the intro sequence has like a weather report showing like chance of dino outbreak. <laughs> like it's pretty it's pretty funny. Um uh and it's presented in a kind of like like sort of half serious way. Like like it looks serious, but all the dialogue is goofy. If you see what I mean. it's 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 kind of if you imagine like how Monster Hunter looks, I guess it's a little bit like that. It's a, it seems to be at that sort of level of delivery for things. Um 
Uh, but anyway, the real plot is is that 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 you're you're assigned to as a new exo fighter. You're assigned to a team that's like just um, flying around what looks to be a deserted island, but it's where Leviathan hangs out. If for some reason I don't quite understand how that's a thing, but that, that that's where Leviathan is on this destroyed island, um, and then a, and then a vor- a dinosaur vortex appears near your craft, and you crash land on the island, and then you get pulled back in time just you not the rest of your crew just you get pulled back in time by three years um where the the island is still in one piece and the city is still there and leviathan is running war game simulations of these exosuits versus dinosaurs um endlessly to improve the to to acquire combat data to improve the exosuits so you go into the past Mm. to play the game that is the present (laughs) kind of yeah so you're you're being it's set in 2043 but you're being pulled back to 2040 to fight these dinosaurs in in war games that leviathan is setting up Uh, and then at the end of all of them you go back to your own time and then you start talking back to your crew and then leviathan will pull you back every now and then that's that's the idea right that's that's the setup for you being pulled into like multiplayer matches over and over again sure but Um, like it's a huge time paradox hopefully yeah 100 (laughs) percent. and it actually does lean into that like it knows yeah it knows it's a paradox and then it starts revealing things related to that and it's um it's weird and goofy, and I kind of love it. But still, um, no idea where the dinosaurs actually came from yet. No, <laughs> like, like it's implied that like Leviathan just has a fascination with dinosaurs as being like the ultimate. Yeah, well, I mean, enemy, obviously he's the bad guy. Like, it's gonna be, gonna turn out yeah. the giant AI was something oh, the dinosaurs no, all along. Yeah, it's, it's it, that's not even that's that's not even a spoiler. That is the thing. Like Leviathan is running all of this. Well, like, sure, but nobody knows why. Um, uh, yeah, nobody knows why it's doing this. Um, uh, yeah, and it's it's almost certain that, the, that it started the dinosaur outbreaks, right? Because apparently the first dinosaur outbreak is what blew up the island or something right. like that. And it's like, um, so yeah, not 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 at all suspicious. But is it is this, is it likely to get resolved in this game? So I, I don't know. Yeah. Multiplayer game. I feel like it has an end because there is like a progression in the story, and you can see it gives you a straight number of like, oh, this is how much of the story you've got, right? Um, uh, and I've heard some wild stuff about the multiplayer, like you know where it can go and the things that can happen. Um, and that's what drew me in. It's just like, like, like these are the things that can happen in this. Like, it can just decide to be like, be like, oh, now, 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 we're going to a sequence where I'm just going to drop a thousand dinosaurs on you. Go nuts! Uh, but I'm not sure I'm seeing that variety. Here's this is my big problem with it so far. I actually think it's good. I think the core is good. I think the combat, like the, just the dinosaur fighting, is kind of fun. It's, it's it it doesn't really get old seeing dinosaurs spill out of a portal in the air and just sort of fall onto the floor and then come at you. I don't know. There's just something really stupid about that. <laughs> that that's kind of great. Um, but it's uh, it's worth explaining. Like its core premise, like the way it plays, is slightly different. So it's it's basically a PVE. Uh, you get told by Leviathan, go here. Then Leviathan spawns these vortexes and says, "I'm summoning raptors." And then these raptors turn up, and you have to fight them. It's like summoning a triceratops. It's like you get told what's going on, um, or what Levi- Leviathan is setting up for you. Um, uh, that all plays out like in a very linear "go here, go here, go here" fashion, which was a little bit surprising. I thought it would be a bit more open and a bit more sort of like this is a. Uh, I think it's very it's a very guided experience. But then it's but then whilst you're doing that, you're not doing that alone. Your team is doing that in a race against another 
um, human-controlled team. Um, and so every time you complete an objective, Leviathan's like, you are completing objectives faster than the enemy team, or or slower. Uh, and then at the end, that culminates in a mission where like, either, it either goes into another PvE race but at a larger scale, um, where you get an advantage, obviously, by still being ahead, or it goes into a PvP battle uh, with the two teams, um, where you know, obviously, you being ahead in time, getting there gives you an advantage to secure your objective faster, um, and that's kind of weird, right? It's like it's a it, it basically the, those. The, my problem is, is like the variety on the on the lead up to those things hasn't been hasn't been big so far. It's like there seems to be like set paths that you can go down. So when the level starts, it's like oh, we're on this path again. So I'm going to fight this here. I'm going to fight this here. I'm going to fight a T Rex here. Um, there's going to be a triceratops in this particularly open area obviously and it just it just seems to follow that pattern each time and it's like well that seems to be a problem mm. like i'd quite like to that to be a, but maybe i don't know if that's just because i'm early i've only played like five or six matches of this and, right. I'm, and I'm already hitting this repetitive thing but then like no it's a bit more than that it's probably near a 10 uh but then like when you get to the pvp the pvp always so far has always been this like a uh, cart race like from TF2 style game, we have to like escort this date. Both teams are escorting a data cube, right? But you can you can destroy the enemy player's data cube temporarily, and then it has to be rebuilt. And so so you can hold them up that way, or obviously you can kill each other stuff to hold them up. And that's like that's the that's the mode. Um, but I've only ever seen that's the only PvP mode I've seen, um, and the only time PVE has come up, it's been just another like an extension to the to the normal level so that hasn't been super interesting yet uh and i've as i say i've only played 10 matches but i've seen i've seen the same paths i've seen the same pvp levels multiple times already and i'm like okay i feel like have i have i already hit what this everything that's in this game or as i level up do does it start expanding what what where i play like have you hit everything or have you not grinded hard enough yeah exactly i don't know um <laughs> grinded grinded yep. yeah there's plenty of suits you can like there's there's quite a few there's like nine different roles you can play um i think in the well there's, there's more than that really but there's there's quite a few. But you don't play as like the monster, like in Evolve. You have no, 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 the no. hunters. No, it's like the dinos are always. Well, well, there is a power up that occasionally gets dropped in the PvP sections called a Dominator that lets you temporarily take control of a T Rex mm. or or a Triceratops. So you'll sort throw of your, throw your cappy onto the yeah, kind of yeah. yeah you, <laughs> so you get to do that for a little bit, <laughs> if, if like every now and then. And it's like, the enemy team has summoned a T-Rex. Expect hostile dinosaurs in your area. And it's like, well... <laughs> always. Yeah, always expect that. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I like its vibe, but I'm a bit worried that, I, yeah, I've, I've kind of... I'm, as I say, I'm hitting this limit to, to the content already. I don't know. Um, but then it doesn't. that doesn't gel with what I've heard about some of the wild, stu- wild stuff happening, like just some of the events that it picks and people being super excited about what it does. And it's... I don't know. I'm not not necessarily feeling that just yet. Um, but we'll see. I might I might keep up with it. The matches are quite short, and uh, so it's not not too much of a problem to dip in for a quick one. Uh, what else did I do? Ah, uh, let's talk about Forza Motorsport, shall we? Because <laughs> that came out. Oh, hooray! You've been waiting for this one. Yeah. Uh, 
slightly controversial, like it seems, uh, honestly. Um, I, I, I don't. There's an awful lot of neg- negativity floating around the internet. Um, my personal opinion is so, I haven't played a lot of it so, so far, but my personal opinion so far is I like it. But it has. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it, it looks good. Uh, it, it you know keeps keeps its frame rate super solid. I think the driving feels nice. Um, I think the uh, the structure is uh, leaning. I think in the right direction. There are some interesting ideas at play that I don't think they one hundred percent land. So uh, let, let me let me expand on that a little bit first. Like the uh, the, the the solo tours they call them, or the builders cups, I suppose are. Uh, I guess as you're progressing normally, what happens is you don't you won't have the car for the tour you're entering, so you buy that car fresh, with the idea being that you're as you as you drive that car more and uh, get used to it, you are earning car points that you then can use to upgrade that car as you progress through the series. And I think that's kind of an interesting idea. Like start from a low grade car and then upgrade it race to race. Um, in, in an attempt to stay competitive against a thing, but it gives you can either like let the game upgrade it for you based on the car points you have, or you can go manual, of course, because it's a Forza game. Um, and I kind of like that idea that like you know your 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 car gets better as 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 the series goes on. That seems seems like it would be interesting and it's like you know uh, a a short term feel of progression. Um, but this is where some of the controversy starts to creep in because that's not strictly how these tours work. Because if you've already got a car of a class that's um, available, like you can just bring those in, as far as I can tell. You can just like, oh, I've already got a good car for this. I don't have to bring in a car with no upgrades. Although I haven't done that yet, but that's kind of what it looks like that would, would probably happen. So that would perhaps break that builder's system. Um, uh, that might not be true. I don't actually know. Um, I don't actually know that bit. But the the thing people, some people have a problem with is like in order to ha- unlock the ability to do certain upgrades, you need to have driven the car for a while. Like cars have their own experience levels, like guns in Battlefield Four. A little bit, yeah. It's it's not that far from it. Like so, like if you want to, uh, you have you you basically have no options available to you at level one. Then you hit level two, and then a bunch of stuff up uh, unlocks. But like, if you want to add like a like a wing for downforce to the back of a car, that's quite a long way up the tree. Like, it takes quite a while to reach the point where it's like, oh, I want to put some aero uh, onto the car, um, uh, make some changes to that. Uh, and it's a it's a slightly weird system in that respect. So if you if you're more interested in getting competitive online and stuff like that, you can't just go, well, I'm going to buy this car and I'm going to upgrade it like this and I'm going to race it online. It's like, no, you can't do that. You've got to buy a car. You've got to drive it for several hours. <laughs> And then, and then at that point, well, I say several hours, a couple hours, and then at that point, you'll have the ability to to upgrade it fully, and that's that's one of the things a lot of people don't like. Um, that hasn't been a problem for me so far because I'm super early, and I don't really, I don't necessarily intend to go online immediately. I yeah. want to soak in um, the, the, the 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 core game for a bit um, before I do that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, the, stru- the, the that change to the structure is interesting, and the, even the races on—they're not just like the the events themselves aren't just like just go race. It forces you to do a prep. Well, I say forces you. It puts you in puts you into a practice session first, and I think this is actually great because I think it's like okay, you're about to do a do a race on this circuit. Every everyone you'd be racing against is going to get some practice time here. Practice the course. Go nuts. Um, uh, or and it gives you a target time to hit as well based on your current difficulty settings and your you don't have to hit that time but uh it's like a guide 
to be, to, to be like, you should be hitting lap times mm. at about this point if you want to have a semi-decent race. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that's I think it's cool actually. I'm enjoying it, especially at this point in like early in the game where it's like I'm learning the courses again or how to drive those courses in the cars. And I think it works to be like, oh, you're in a new car, you might want to actually get a feel for that car on this track with the upgrades you've put on so far. I think it's an I think it makes sense. Uh, and I do just quite like the driving in this game. So even like without yeah. without without the stakes, just trying to hit the better times is is still fun on its own. Yeah, um, I mean, if they made the game right, you don't need much apart from to race yourself on a exactly you know, yeah time trial it's, yourself on a course, and that and that's been working quite quite well. Um, in the the interesting choices start in solo is a bit weird here because they don't then do qualifying. If they were like to fully like lean into the race weekend thing, they would do like yeah. practice, quali, and then race. They skip qualifying for the solo game, but apparently online they do have qualifying. So like if you do a right. race weekend event online, you can do the qualifying step. And the reason they do that in solo mode is to add a risk reward choice. The player gets the ability to pick where they start from on the grid with the mm. with the opportunity to gain more money by starting back further back in the grid and the game actually then like gives you a little warning as well to be like if you do put yourself further back in the grid it's like like it will start saying your predicted position and um gets worse um what what how well they think you're gonna do yeah exactly that predicted based on your car power and your um, right right uh stuff like that it's like yeah yeah you're not gonna win this um but they, they they you know you can still do it if you want and give yourself a challenge um uh, and and the game is basically saying you should probably aim for getting a podium because then you get a cash bonus for getting on the podium. You don't have to win; you just have to get a podium. Um, uh, but it's like too fine grained a choice. That's like for gamblers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like I'd be like, where, where am I supposed to put myself? <laughs> yeah, I think I would have liked it to have just been a qualifying session to set a time, and then and then as mm. a player feel like you know if I do better in qualifying, then I'm getting better at the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think I wanted to go into this and have it more as a realistic career experience. Um, which I guess isn't... maybe, like, if... Well, maybe it's true in real life, but... Well, maybe not. But if you're really good at setting fast lap times, then maybe that means you never get to race. You no, I, yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe that, I mean... But then they could still could have had the option for you to, like, do quality and be like, oh, actually, you know what, mm. I'm going to... <laughs> Perhaps it should have been optional. But, I don't know. Or... Or yeah. maybe they should have made certain events, um, like they have, must it, have, have it so they start tested. you at the back of the, back of the grid. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, they haven't done this before, and they could have done, right? Mm. So they must have... They're just trying something, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Right? It's, it's odd that it's you can't choose, right? But I suppose then it would muck up the system, because it wouldn't be fair. But, um, yeah, it's, I wonder if they think... I don't know. People make people want to skew towards racing rather than yeah. Because there's a example. way there's a way to skip yeah. the practicing, but that has a downside because then you haven't driven the car as much. So you don't you won't have got your car, yeah, car level up. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so maybe oh, adding, because that's dependent on how much you actually, how much you drive. Yeah, you driving um, it. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, you get if you do if you drive well, then that will that level will go up faster than if you're driving poorly. But um, Right. So if they added qualifying in, that would count towards the car as well. That would also count towards that, yeah. Then you'd want to do the qualifying. Yeah, you'd want to do it. And presumably their objective is to have more racing. Yeah. (laughs) That must be it, right? I think it would be racing. Yeah, well, I don't know. 
Because otherwise they would have perhaps not done practice, right? And been like the old Forza games where you just go straight in. And uh... mm. Well, that would depend on whether they like saved car points from resets. Yeah, I don't, I, well, restart, I don't know if it's even an option half the time in these things. Like, I don't think you can restart. You have to restart the whole tour, I think, if you're going to do it. Like, you can't just restart an event, I don't think. You kind of commit. But, mm. like, okay. Or at least I haven't looked for the option. Well, yeah, I'm sure. like, like, I don't, I, but I don't remember seeing it. Um, it's probably good. But kind of like, they still give you rewind, though. So you can sort of, like, it, depending if, if you're really playing, if, up, unless yeah. you're playing on like the hardest rule set, because it gives you a rule set choice as well to be like, oh, you can play more casual, uh, or you can oh, play nice. slight, slightly hard, slightly more hardcore, where it starts simulating more things. Like fuel starts to matter, for instance, and yeah. the tire wear starts to matter. But if you put it on like hardcore, then damage uh, actually impacts the car, and uh, mm. and the penalties get more severe. So that's new as well. There's a penalty system. Um, which they've kind of borrowed from GT Sport, I think. Um, and I think this is a great idea in principle. I think like safe and good racing should be should be rewarded, and definitely, yeah. And being an asshole on track should be, um, uh, yeah, should should be penalised. Um, the problem is, is that, and I'm not sure that's <laughs> just asshole penalty. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just you know, don't be a, don't you, you've got to, you've got to sit in the pits for five seconds for being a dick. That's the official ruling. Uh, like. <laughs> You got a, a, a yeah. I don't know. A, a, in the very first race I did, the system clearly showed its limitations to me because the AI decided to just basically sideswipe me. We were driving alongside each other, like in a in a sort of I was a very I wasn't quite overtaking him particularly quickly, but so we were pretty wheel to wheel, as they might say in F one commentary, uh, and. Uh, and then it just decided to turn into me harshly. It was just like, Ugh! and it uh, spun me round like proper French. I got proper Frenched to use the uh, pit turn, basically. We used, to, we used to always call it Frenching because it used to be French players that used to do it back in the day. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. It just seemed to always just be Just in that. your experience. Yeah, it just seemed to always be that. I always used to get, yeah. Um, uh, and so, so, yeah, I got properly Frenched by the AI and I went off track. Uh, as a result of that and it gave me a two and a half second penalty for being off track for too long and it's like that seems grossly unfair like i shouldn't i shouldn't be penalized for being for being messed up by the ai there um and there are times where it gives you penalties for what it calls an avoidable collision and i'm like well, i don't know i could have avoided that brake check <laughs> you know things like that mm-hmm. it's because the ai doesn't drive as one of the criticisms i've seen a lot of people levy at it as well as like the ai doesn't seem to drive particularly well when it's in a pack like the pack seems to slow down quite a lot so the first lap is always a bit of a challenge the peloton. yeah the, pel- <laughs> the peloton of cars because you're driving you're trying to drive way quicker than what the pack is like and then what mm. the ai is doing um which has the other side effect of like the guys at the front the AI cars at the front getting a bit of an advantage because they just they're able to speed away from it. This mm. this seems to be some situational awareness problems with the AI, and I don't know if that's always been a thing in Forza, but it it, it definitely feels a little bit noticeable here. Just in the actions the AI sometimes take and just take you off the road, and it's like you didn't know I was there, did you? Um, uh, and in fairness, like you know, I guess if you were playing as a human, visibility is a bit of a problem anyway, right? Because it's hard to do visibility properly in a car when you're in a cockpit view i guess and uh the mirrors don't really work that great in actual cockpit view so i found myself actually like playing in proper hood mode 
to get like the Ridge Racer style <laughs> rear, yeah. rear view mirror up the top. But like, why don't games do like the side mirrors as well? Like in the, when you're in that view as well, like the side mirrors sound like they'd be useful. You're like, screaming yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. Or maybe too much rendering. Yeah, extra camera angles might be a bit a bit heavy for it. I don't know. Um, but it seems like it feels like it would be necessary. You can at least turn on like um, F zero style like position markers. So if cars get close to you, that that will put a little, oh, li- a little yellow, a little bit like damage markers, I guess, in an FPS. It'll start putting those on screen to show you where the other cars around you are. Mm, um, to get a sense, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's fair. I mean, in real life, you'd have more um, peripheral vision than you do in, in a game playing on TV. So I think it's totally fair it, to have indicators. It's funny, right? Because I got, like I've recently played. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast last podcast. I've been recently playing F three five five. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? And that yeah, game yeah. actually has some ideas that I think modern sim racers could really learn yeah. from. So one of the things that does is, and, and do you remember old, old Daytona did this as well, actually, is those mm. games have a radar on screen. So they just like right, literally right, have right. a little view of like, like a box form. This is Top where your car, view. this is where the other cars around you are. So you can yeah. actually get that situational awareness from a very smaller bit of screen space. Um, yeah. They should do that. that. Yeah, they should bring that back. It is it that that's a great it's 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 a fantastic addition like addition for knowing without having to physically turn your head like cuz you can't mm. or look at the mirrors that give you that that spatial awareness or just knowing how you should be driving in relation to the other cars. It's mm. it seems obvious. Uh like I guess it's not super realistic cuz you wouldn't get that in a in a car these days, but like as as a as a crutch for the medium you're playing in, I guess, like it seems seems like a good idea. I also like how, like, I I, I kind of wish that they did the F three five five three steps thing that they do in that game. So F three five five like um, encourages you to do to, to learn a track in three steps. Like, do it once, and it will give you assistance with a driving line. Do it again, but we'll turn on we'll turn the driving. Um, notes off so you're you're driving it without the racing line on screen and things like that and then step three is actually go and race um so i'm kind of replicating that myself by like having the the braking line turned on when i'm doing practice Mm. and then uh and then i'll turn it off as part of my practice session so i'll start learning the learning how to drive the course without the 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 on-screen guide because i think the on-screen guide is too much of a crutch actually in racing games it's like it's like you don't you're not really racing it you're just following the line and that's uh so i'm so i'm trying to do it properly and turn that off but, you, but that, that's a step i've got to do i've got to go into the menu turn that line off like make sure i've like mentally learned enough about the track and my car in order to actually drive it properly and then go into the race with that turned off as well and i haven't even talked about the racing the racing's great i've had i think it's pretty pretty like you get so much, you get, you get enough control to be able to, to feel like you're doing like a, a skillful maneuver on a car. Like I've even attempted things that I've seen seen in F1. Like you know they refer to like the switcheroo, right? Where you go, you're about to um, go up the inside line, but so so your opponent then comes and defends the inside line, but then you move out to the outside, which gives you the better racing line through the turns. You get better um, a better exit from the corner, and that's enough to then overtake. All of that works. It's great. It feels. Um, uh, yeah, it feels it actually feels good to pull an overtake on someone, you know, in a, in a similar car class, and it's 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 nailing that feel right, and it's um, I think um, the racing's good. The racing's good. Penalty system aside, the racing's good. 
Well, I mean, that's what counts the most, I would hmm. say. And uh, presentation-wise, I would say it's perhaps a little sterile. Um, uh, I haven't really played. Oh, really? A, I haven't played a Forza Motorsport game like since five properly. Um, Which one had the best presentation? Two. <laughs> yeah, maybe two. Actually, yeah. Two, two, I mean, it looks dated now, but um, yeah, in terms of menu design and things like that. But two had a licensed soundtrack in the menus. I mean, it had Daft Punk is playing at my house. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, it, that's like the ultimate menu music. I mean, it had, had some CSS in there. It's um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, uh, it's a pretty good soundtrack as well, and it's like this doesn't have this has a very sort of like uh, Forza Five had like a very like l- low key bit of orchestra, like slow strings, and it's uh, this is a very very much th- this one feels like it's got the same thing going on. Like there isn't there's like just I guess they siphoned all the touch. fun to go into into Horizon. I yeah, I guess mm. it's, it's like light touch Maybe synths miss. and like you know like slow chord Where's progressions. The cheesy and... ultra cheese jazz and stuff. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> like, I mean, I, w- I don't want any of that on during during the race. No, no, of course. Um, uh, that's, no, of course. that's fine. No, of course not. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. But when I'm in the menus, it's like yeah. pull up the hype a little bit. Actually, yeah, uh, you know, I, it got me thinking. It's like games like FIFA actually do that the right way as well right there's, there's not like there's banging tunes during a match in fifa but you drop back to the menu and you get some like nice nice poppy poppy stuff to to, yeah. to listen to whilst you're whilst you're tinkering around with your team or going through menus or uh, setting up the next thing to do it's like i don't know it feels like a missing piece like uh, this is a bit too self-serious like even gran turismo like doesn't do that right because its music is dumb in the bit anyway right its own menu music is real stupid and bad um, so, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that's part of the charm. But, it, but, yeah. but you don't want Forza to be like that. I don't. I don't, I don't necessarily want it to be the have the to to try and to try and cool, hit that GT vibe. I want it. Yeah, I want it to be a bit cooler than, than it GT. is. But even yeah. like they when the introductions to the like cars in the tours and stuff are, feel a bit flat. Like it's the it's the bare minimum description of the cars you're driving. Like you go into a hot hatch, a performance hatch kind of like thing early on, and it's just like. Oh yes, but they they perform well and still have ample cargo space, and it's like just in the most boring voice ever. It's not like it's a a Top Gear voice style voiceover or something like that, or even Donut Media who feature in the Crew Motorfest or something like that. They they could be spiced up a little bit more, and like don't don't just don't be so serious. Why so serious? It's too serious. Yeah, fair. There's a lot of complaints levied at the game, and I think a lot of them are valid. Like the sim community don't seem too happy with it being it's not sim enough for them, and they're picking up a little on a few mistakes here and there, like front wheel drive cars that seem to drive like rear wheel drive cars in places. And I don't know, like the you know, some of the handling not being quite right, some of the sound not being right, some of the materials and lighting being a bit off. And in places, yeah, I can agree with some of that stuff. Like there are spots where it just looks a little bit weird. Like I know they've redone it all and re rejigged it all, um, uh, but it doesn't. There are there are moments where it still doesn't look quite real, like, right? I know they're trying, but it's just it's just not quite there. Even with the ray tracing that runs during the race, which is semi impressive, um, there's still a lot of SSR going on, like screen space reflections, and all of the problems that come with it are still there, um, uh, and they they can be pretty distracting at times. Um, And some people are annoyed that you can't make a race like it gives you a billion options to play with to set up your own like race conditions and things like that it's like oh yeah i want to do this track with this many laps i want this many cars 
and then doesn't let you pick what the enemy cars are. It only lets you pick what their mm. like power range is or and what of what style those cars are. It doesn't like explicitly let you go, Oh, I just want to race nothing but minis, please. Which is the one of my favorite things I used to do in doing the old Forza games is just like I just want to race minis. Minis against minis on a tight track, please. Let's go do that. Um that's not really an option here. Um I think you, all, all the tracks are perhaps a little bit too track-like, if you see what I mean. They haven't. There's none of the fanciful mm. stuff here. Like there's, yeah. Like the, I, I, I might be wrong in this, but I think the only like not real track is Maple Valley, the one they were right, showcasing, the, the classic original one. Yeah, and yeah. um, you know you don't race in Prague anymore. There's not the the mountain course isn't here. That was introduced in Forza oh. Three. Um, That's a shame. Uh, yeah, there seems to like it's, it's all just like real go to a tracks. real world race circuit yeah. so there's a there's very much like there's just that look to everything which can be a bit samey um there are cars in the game that the ai can drive but the player has no way of owning even through dlc which is hilarious which means that there's probably dlc packs for them coming later <laughs> mm, that's weird it's, it's a bit weird yep um uh i've seen some glitches myself where the track didn't load and there was just a hole in the floor that happened briefly um so right, graphics weren't bug. graphics weren't too great um in places um yeah i've had a few glitches like that i've had a motion a few motion blur glitches in places where it's not been look not looked right um there's a few signs that this is coming in a little hot um you know digital foundry pick up on a few things like there's a gamma issue if you go change your video settings like it doesn't reset the black levels properly um uh yeah and the pc version doesn't push it the biggest thing though is that like it's fallen into the same problem that many many games do and that it doesn't look anywhere near as good as the july reveal right uh so so back in right yeah from from last year sorry because they were trying to show off like oh look we've got some ray tracing in game which they do have they do have but it's not nearly at the quality that 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 in the final product that they were showing off there and even things like even the just the track side uh, geometry and the amount of stuff mm. like uh, uh, around around in the, in the environment, it's not nearly at the level they were showing in that in those uh, in, in that target footage, I guess. That, like, that in-engine mm. footage they showed yeah. last year, and that's got and you can't even push the PC version to that level. So they've uh, yeah they've scaled back quite a lot along in the last year, and uh, uh, and obviously that annoys people when you do that. It's like it feels like you shouldn't have put that. You shouldn't have put those expectations out. <laughs> Maybe they did have it running like that, and then they threw in the actual game, <laughs> and it just didn't work. Well, that was always the problem with that reveal, where it's just like, let's look at this river in this car game. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wow, that looks phenomenal. You're never going to see it up close, but it looks phenomenal. It's, but it's not even that. It's just the reflections on the cars just aren't there. And it's... Um... But yeah, okay. That was a pretty long ramble about where I'm at with that game, and I've not played it all that much. But I think that's the, the yeah. The... You'll be playing more. So. I'll, I'll be playing a lot more. It's of probably it, not yeah. going to be much different after that first yeah. initial reaction. You're pro- probably true. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be enjoying it. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, like, like maybe when I dabble with online, which I will do eventually. Like I might have some more opinions about that. But and maybe the penalty system will just get straight up annoying. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm enjoying putting the effort in at the moment, which is exactly what I wanted out of this. It's yeah, like, I, I mean, want, I, I, want a, I want a game to pull me in and get, you get me into out that. what you put into these kind exactly. of games, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a solid 
one for that for sure. And yeah, pretty so pretty far. as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's it's not it's not bad. Look, it's nice. not a bad looking game by any stretch. It's a good looking yeah. game. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's. I actually, oh, I'm gonna hate myself for saying I actually don't know if it's as good looking as GT Seven. Like, you know, <laughs> I think they're pretty close. They're pretty close. Yeah, there's different decisions here fair. and there. Like they they, yeah. they they take different approaches to things. Yeah. Well, we'll probably hear more about that next time. I expect. <laughs> Any others uh, to round off your? Uh, Not that's worth of weeks really again, talking man? about. I'm still playing Detective Pikachu in small bursts <laughs> here and there. Nothing interesting yep. is happening. Um, <laughs> nothing interesting okay. is happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A ringing endorsement. Okay. <laughs> I think we might wrap it up there then. I noticed that F zero ninety nine updated earlier, so maybe I need to oh. maybe I need to check in with that, see what's going on. Assuming there's enough people playing it, then you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, the, that's, the, that's what you need. It's still populated. Yeah, it's popular. Okay, that's cool. Right, uh, you're going to want to check out some videos if you enjoyed this uh, podcast because we make those and we put them up on YouTube.com. If your ears um, are happy, maybe you need to. Happy your rivals. <laughs> happy your rivals. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash happy salad. Something along those lines. <laughs> um, what's our latest? We've finished off our Let's Play. So you can now watch all of our Let's Play of Beyond Good and Evil, all in a row, all in a playlist, probably. Uh, well, by the time this podcast comes up, the last one won't be up yet. But like, okay. soon. Well, so, it's soon. nearly there. Soon. It's nearly there. You can you can start watching now, and by the time uh, you get around to the uh, finale, uh, it'll definitely be up. Ten hours and later. Then, yeah. <laughs> don't don't binge it. I won't be that quick. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll figure something else out for videos. And then we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these podcasts. Their podcast. Yeah. With more news and more games. More. So we'll catch you then. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.